यू हैव अ लैंप दैट एक जलता दिया ही दिए को जला सकता है वाई डू वी वाई कम हेयर टू हम दिस लैंप दिस वी कैन लाइट आर लैंप मोशन मोशन विद विद आई शुड बी प्रिपेयर्ड die for it for it kill for it if i have to but i will will not a
pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Folks, uh, we've got a special stream for you today, and uh, I've been well, I was supposed to do this one yesterday. I'm so embarrassed that uh, I, <laughs> I agreed to the time and just slept right through. I was up extra early today, and uh, we're going to be talking. So, I set the stage yesterday with the stream. Uh, we were t looking at uh, micro RNAs, their role in uh, potentially triggering uh, inflammo. Yeah, inflammatory cytokine signaling pathways for Parkinson's. And we're going to be talking today with, uh, you'll know them from Twitter, Annoyed Citizen or Genevieve. I never know how to say the last name. Burger, I guess, would be the as close as I could get with the Japanese translation. Doorless Carp, who works tirelessly uh, picking apart the molecular biology. And today we're going to be... Uh, yeah, getting, getting deep into the impact of microRNAs, uh, the impact from gene transfecting, the, uh, the BioNTech uh, vaccines, or, or any, anything that would get in there and um, mess with that uh, fundamental layer of biological processing. Now, gentlemen, I don't know if you can, uh, if I ask you to unmute work 
Ask to unmute, ask to unmute. And I'll do that, make that bigger. And Unmuted. There we go. Um, annoyed annoyed citizen, say hello to the world. Hello, world. <laughs> Dave, uh, say I hello. Hello, world. All right. So I gave a brief intro, and um, I guess, uh, I don't know, Annoyed Citizen doesn't roll off the tongue so well. So I'll maybe just call you AC for the moment. Um, so th this is primarily uh, your show. I think Dave's here for, uh, how should we say, technical backup. Um, where do you want to begin? Um, maybe, maybe just give a brief introduction about yourself and what you've been doing. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just an early day man. Uh, so uh, I started to um, try to understand what's happening uh, after this transfection shorts because uh, it just uh, scared me. Um, in a way, uh, I can't uh, predict uh, what uh, what's coming out in. Uh, in a long-term perspective, because uh, nobody wanted to talk, even talk about it. Um, what they uh, didn't uh, tell you in the uh, TV shows uh, was that there was a publication on uh, on a German uh, Gov site um, uh, published uh, in co cooperation with uh, the um, Robert Koch Institute. Um, talked about long term, and that we can uh, maybe see them uh, first three to five to ten years later, like the Jane Barre syndrome getting reactivated uh, um, through this uh, virus and all this stuff. And um, I started to wonder what this really mean, uh, and here we are. Um, and um, I think another uh, aspect was also to notice how easy it is uh, in a scientific manner to fool with people if you don't ask uh, the right questions and uh, at last start to understand the very basics of biology. Yes, I, I, I would, sorry to interrupt here, but the, the, I think that a central pillar of this strategy strategy of biowarfare is that there's a very very large technical barrier that people need to get over to begin to start seeing the larger picture um uh dave why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll get into the uh the meat and potatoes of microRNA. yeah my background was uh, basically plant biology uh, many years ago. Uh, got me a grounding in biochemistry, and I did, did some research in that for a year. Then moved on to other things. Uh, so I've basically done self-directed study ever since. Uh, started posting on Twitter back end of 2020. Some of the research papers came through. Uh, then I was running out of space on the, on the tweets for that. So I moved on to... To posting on uh, Gab and, and so on, uh, and then finally onto Telegram, uh, and then onto onto the Substacks about a year last December, mm -hmm. uh, and I've just uh, published one review with Dr. Johanna uh, about uh, Bicolin, mm -hmm. and I'm working on another one for Icarin. So basically, just getting some preprints out there as well. Yeah. But as the volume of material and studies come through. Uh, it's just needing more and more uh, time to write it up. Yes. And there's, there's an awful lot to go through. 
are stirred yeah. properly. It's, and the, the pathology is just, it's coming through every week. And the more you get into it, the more complex it's getting as well. So I'm yes. trying to look into therapeutics alongside as we explore the pathology. Before mm -hmm. you can uh, treat it, you need to know exactly what pathways are being implicated there. You mm -hmm. need to know the science first. Yes, very um, much so. And um, unlike, well, I, I think we're in uncharted territory just with the volume of research that's being produced oh. mm. in the last three years. Yep. Oh, hell yes. You can bet your ass off that we are. Mm. And I'll uh, try to explain why. Go, so, go I don't know how we uh, shall go on shall i just start um, um i'm trying to do it uh, as a presentation which is maybe a bit uh, unusual for your audience because uh, normally you uh, talk with your guests uh, but you know i'm, I'm a nerd and uh, i need my red thread and it's really hard for me uh, as a german to uh, to find the right words uh, and translate it uh, while I'm trying to keep the red thread, so it's really hard stuff for me tonight. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to do my best uh, to get through this. Mm -hmm. I think you're right to note, uh, yeah, with the complexity of the material, yeah. a presentation is probably the best way to approach it. It's mm -hmm. just so complicated just to talk through it. Uh, it's difficult yeah. to grasp it anyway with diagrams and so on. So, yeah, yeah, go yeah. for it. So I will uh, share my screen. Uh, yes, so... yes, go ahead. Let me just uh, switch over and um, let me just nuke one of me. There we go. So, uh, yeah, I don't have to do much to the layout right now. So, uh, yeah, share your desktop and we can go. Maybe I'll make... Yeah. So no, you should be by now um, extracellular RNAs, a new awareness of all perspectives. Um, so uh, what does it say to you? Um, oh, wait, there are RNAs not transported in uh, extracellular They surely took this into account before they knew you uh, with this. Um, um, uh, I'm sure. AC, uh, you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if you're on like a wireless connection uh oh shit uh wait just give me one second uh close maybe um, i'm trying to do my best uh just give me one uh, it's just it's just your uh, audio so I, i'm not sure what type of mic you're using or um oh um okay i'm trying to put it a bit closer to my mouse um maybe yeah that's that's better. better that's better yeah Oh, oh, okay. Um, it was just a distance. Uh, the headset is new, so I have to uh, try to figure out how the optimal. Okay, so is. so um, start start from the beginning um, about how uh, these okay. RNAs are emerging into the general field of biology, and how we're. Um, RNA uh, is such a complex topic. When they said uh, it's just messenger RNA, what they didn't talk to you, um, um, you, you have diverse types of RNA uh, inside your body. Uh, you have um, the messenger RNAs, uh, which uh, are therefore for protein folding. You have the translation RNAs, which uh, are therefore to read out uh, what you um, translate. You you have um, uh, little small non-coding RNAs um, uh, and all this weird stuff. Uh, it's too much even to uh, to mention them all and give them the respect they would deserve. Um, and uh, here we have uh, 
extra seminar on is a new awareness of all perspectives and means uh, they are on is not only a packed package when uh, when you talk uh, uh, when you extra cellular talk with other cells um, uh, in extra cellular vesicles um, they show that uh, there's also naked RNA uh, transported through other cells um, in closer distance um, and I wonder if they really took this into account and how the LMPs uh, could affect this, uh, this mechanism of uh, communication, but I'm so sure they did. So there's an interesting uh, fact for me. So I, I was always under the presumption that naked, extracellular naked RNA um, was essentially virtually impossible because of, um, well, RNAs that circulate there because... Again, this is probably just from the period in which I studied that you, you didn't want that type of signal to get out. And now they're looking at them as being short range, if I was to understand you correctly, short range signaling. Between yeah, um, cells. Uh, it's 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 a typical uh, biomarker for uh, cancers. Uh, and um, what do you get if you uh, shoot uh, an LMP uh, through it? Uh, I, I wonder. Uh, it could maybe one possible uh, explanation for the weird uh, turbo cancers we see now growing. Um, and um, uh, the most uh, exciting part was uh, then uh, to figure out was a paper using LMP tech, which showed uh, that not only um, uh, only the cells uh, can get transfected, but also extracellular vesicles. Um, our results show that fractions of ionizable uh, lipids and mRNA um, of endocytosed LMPs were detected in endo EVs, so extracellular vesicles. Uh, maybe maybe we can just call them exosomes. That's a word that people are honing in on. We need to we need to take that word back from the no virus people. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we are talking uh, in first line of exosomes, of course. Uh, uh, this is the most likely extra uh, um, extra cellular vesicle you you have uh, to communicate with other cells. Um, and uh, here, here is the most funny part. Uh, guess what they discovered in 2020? Whoops, you may have a problem. Um, human genome produced on a discovered on the surface of cells. Oh, surely no biggie if you shoot down uh, uh, LMP on your cell surface and bomb it uh, to pieces. Okay, so let, let, let's stop there. This is an uh, important finding new to me. So uh, I would make the presumption that RNA or, or anything that's protruding or active on the cell surface is there as a um, signaling molecule or a receptor and exactly what's the it's... rna doing um i can uh, read uh, uh... Yeah, uh, bioengineers have shown uh, that human genome is present on the surface of Human suggesting a more expanded role of RNA in cell to cell and cell to environment interactions than previously taught. What we said the whole time, um, it's uh, uh, everything is going on inside your cell also depends on uh, the environment. But how is the environment? Uh, uh, nobody could answer this uh, really. And here we have a possible mechanism. Surely no biggie if you shoot down uh, a foreign uh, uh, RNA. Uh, and just, sorry, just, just stepping in here, 
if you if you develop autoantibodies uh, to DNA, particularly RNA, you can get anti-nuclear antibodies. And you know what condition that can lead to? Um, That's lupus. Yep. And so what? this is a possible, yeah, not good. Sorry, yeah, just uh, yeah, carry on. No, no, it's Nothing. it's an important, um, yep, pathological. It's not just lupus. There's a mm. whole suite of autoimmune disorders. Um, yeah, mitochondrial. <laughs> that's another one. Mm, mm. So uh, you, you can summarize it uh, uh, under uh, another nothing to see here, folks. Uh, it was safe and effective. We uh, took all this into account. Also, we ignored and never talked about uh, and uh, excluded uh, some of these mechanisms. So I, 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 sorry to interrupt again. I have a question here. So, again, I'm learning, so bear with me. Uh, the presentation of the RNA, is that part of the sort of uh, the MHC molecules that they're sort of presenting in, in a sense saying to the rest of the body, this is kind, this is what we're making in this cell? Is that what they're doing? Uh, I would think so. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, it's it's hard stuff. It's new stuff. Uh, I, I think the also uh, by themselves were surprised to even find this. Mm. Yeah. So stop there. Let's have a look um, at that uh, image where you can see them highlighting. Uh, I'm guessing with some immunofluorescence there. And um, so, what what what's the expression system there that they've used? Um, good question. But uh, so um, j j just to sort so of clarify for people, yeah, stop, stop there, right? There's, there's the image. So I'm m looking at that, and yeah, fluorescence. Oh wait, uh, oh yeah, I see. I you get a bit better. A hypothetical model uh, was used, um, but they used uh, fish uh, probes to to prove it. Uh, so, fluorescence. Wow! Mm. Yeah, that that is uh, impressive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's really impressive, uh, and it's uh, scaring if you think it's through yeah. the end. Of course, we don't know what it uh, does. We we just discovered this uh, in 2020. Let it matter in your talk. See, uh, the most people think we know what we are doing uh, in uh, in a molecular way of understanding, but we don't. We we have maybe understood uh, two percent of this uh, complete stuff. Yeah, I think I two percent would be generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really conservative. Uh, uh, so um, uh, let me continue, because uh, uh, we have a lot of uh, stuff today uh, tonight to discuss. Um, well, you, you've we already are, covered two I'm things not... where you could spend hours talking and discussing, like uh, R RNA so... embedded into the... <laughs> That's a weird thing, um, but I'm trying to, uh, to to give the big picture why why this is uh, the worst idea you can have to try. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, we all know uh, how um, uh, how uh, endocytosis uh, is working, right? That it's very, very tight uh, um, uh, regulated. How you take up um, nutrition and how you send in uh, uh, signals and all this weird stuff going uh, extracellular in your cell. So um, what this pick uh, don't shows you, we have also uh, very, very uh, tight regulated receptors uh, all around this. Uh, um, 
uh, dual uh, layer of cell membrane, uh, which are therefore to uh, recognize what you send in and uh, to to um, send also signals inside your cell. Mm. And uh, it was shown. I don't know if you remember this weird the uh, paper um, published uh, by a group uh, in, in the Netherlands showed to you uh, that they uh, also messed with some of uh, of these receptors uh, we uh, call toll-like receptors, um, which are there for, for pattern recognition of viral, uh, fungal, and um, bacterial. Uh, um, infections and uh, can send fast uh, enough protection uh, signals so your cell can better deal with it. Mm -hmm. And they they messed with it. They they uh, put it in a mode that it's uh, um, um, was uh, downregulated after uh, after transfection. Okay, okay, and, so, so, uh, stop, also... stop, stop there. I, I want to clarify yeah. a little bit. So, um, following exposure to Pfizer in this case yep they're down regulating through toll-like receptors this is what I understood the down regulating yep. innate immune responses um, not only innate uh, it also affected the uh, adaptive they shown uh, it for both parts of the innate arm and uh, uh, the really bad joke is uh, it shouldn't uh, really surprise you that they found it uh, of course um, the, the stuff is, uh, um, uh, you, you have to imagine uh, there is this big fat ball hitting your cell surface and uh, screwing it up uh, in a way uh, you won't uh, see it uh, when, you, uh, when you think about normal uh, way of endocytosis. Uh, that's what I'm trying to point out. They screwed, they screwed uh, already the cell surface and with that all the weird uh, part is going downstream. Can you, can you go back to the paper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to. I just want to read what their conclusion is. Um, scroll down a little bit. In conclusion, oh, yeah. mRNA vaccines induce complex functional reprogramming. Go down. Yeah. Go down. Um, of innate immune responses, which should be considered in the development and use of this new class of vaccines. Now, that's a very vapid conclusion to make. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's just a bit. Uh, 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 it's uh, uh, just uh, safe and effective. Um, you know, um, right. you won't get uh, published. By the way, the really fun fact about this paper is uh, they are still waiting for uh, for getting published and uh, put a version two. And now, uh, want to see the real fun fact? What did they do in the new version? Uh, pack of BNT on, uh, on adaptive and innate immune response. No word uh, of reprogramming anymore. Oops. Mm. They don't like uh, uh, papers uh, which would destroy the narrative. That's a fact. And uh, uh, they added it uh, in March 27, uh, uh, um, on March 27. Uh, in so, uh, I, I see Hagman's in there. That's that's Hagman's from Erasmus. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And didn't they remove the references to the toll-like receptors as well on this revision? Um, I'm wondering. Uh, just let's see. Uh, yep, they did. They did in yeah. the abstract. They uh, they erased also yep. the toll-like receptors. When we don't talk about an issue, it's gone, right? It's uh, gone. So... It's not a problem. It's just yeah. It's no no more any problem. So. Um, let me continue. Um, 
because it's getting really weird now. Um, when when I started to look downstream, uh, it was Chicky Leaks uh, who uh, um, brought my focus on one really special problem. It's uh, the map uh, K, uh, the mitogen activated protein kinase. And um, to clarify it a bit uh, more understandable, let's uh, define uh, um, what we know. Uh, uh, well, I, can, I, I can maybe save you a, a bunch of time there by reminding, right. reminding people of the um, pseudopodia, philopodia type responses in SARS-CoV-2 infected cells. And that comes from MAPK kinase cascades. And it changes the actin and myosin um, properties of the cells such that they develop these protuberances. And this this was one of the, well, I can remember three years ago now, it was one of the bigger papers, science, it came out in. And it's, um, it, it's a very integral and fundamental signaling pathway in cells. And anything it's... that would be interfering with it we should be concerned about. Is this the one where exactly. the the neurons, where the neurons are joining up, basically short circuiting? Um, the philopodia growing between yes, them. Yes, yes, yeah, so yeah, it, it, it. It, and it sort of um, allows a vector for viral particles to get into the cell that's non-receptor um, yeah. dependent. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm grateful. You you saved me to uh, explain it. Uh, um, so uh, in the end, map cans for phosphorylation uh, of uh, other uh, higher uh, functional uh, cascades like um, you can see in this slide. I love this slide because uh, uh, I learned so much about uh, crosstalks uh, just following the roots. Um, as you can see, uh, the MAPK is a, a protein complex, we call it. Uh, so it, uh, there are different little proteins, uh, very tight, uh, um, connected and crosstalking uh, downstream. Uh, giving a signal also into the nucleus. It won't stop here uh, uh, in any of these cascades. It will always interact uh, with other uh, with other cascades. Like uh, you can see here, um, they showed the mTOR complex, um, which is uh, PS3K, ACT, uh, mTOR. And uh, it will also uh, therefore regulate the NFKB. You had enough? With that, uh, said with that, um, uh, let's uh, start to dive really deep what BNT16.b2 uh, did. So, just, uh, just, just go back to the last uh, picture a second. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just yep. a quick one here. The P's uh, a phosphorus. Now, it's not a, not a set in stone but generally when you phosphorylate a protein you activate it so that it can be ferried in towards the nucleus exactly so that's the exactly. important part there and this is what the the kinases do okay so, yeah, yeah um, and, the, uh, and the kinase uh, um I, I almost forgot to mention um is activated by uh, uh gtp it's uh, turned off by GDP. So it's always circulating GDP, uh, GDP binds. Uh, uh, you set a, a trigger signal and then it's switched off again. So no way uh, it should be uh, um, uh, um, overexpressed uh, for a longer way uh, or for a longer time uh, uh, period. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it, shouldn't, 
it shouldn't happen basically it, it shouldn't happen no. you have a real problem if it's happened um and what this uh, weird little paper um uh, showed um which is in my humble opinion one of the most underquoted uh, papers uh, from our side uh, uh, to look at what what damage did they do cause um in this paper you find almost every answer you're looking for um uh, what this uh, paper is telling you here um isn't really relevant and uh so the headline is it's a joke uh, when you uh look uh, into the details what they really showed uh bnt 162b2 vaccination enhances interferon jack stat regulated antiviral programs in covid 19 patients infected with sars cov 2 beta variant so let me show uh where you really have that, uh, to find out what they did with uh, the map kinase. Um, it's uh, hidden in the supplementaries. Um, in supplementary three, they uh, showed a very nice done uh, and a very uh, large uh, gene analysis of uh, uh, different genes uh, gotten overexpressed or uh, or uh, switched after the shot. Uh, they compared. So can, um, can I can I ask a quick quick question? Just yeah, um, going from the title. Um, and for the audience, uh, so the question would be: Is interferon being upregulated or downregulated? It, uh, 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 following this paper, it was upregulated, but in a bad mood uh, and in a really bad way. Uh, you don't want to have it upregulated. Well, in, in this instance, what they would argue is is that in interferon is sort of necessary for. Um, yeah, they they would argue, but uh, uh, the question is, how do you uh, recruit your interference? See, um, um, if you uh, understand uh, understand this route, uh, it will depend on how it's uh, regulated uh, uh, through the, uh, through the incoming signal cascade uh, um, uh, to uh, to um, say how how it will act uh, and interact with other cells. Mm -hmm. that, that's a problem about uh, uh, about everything uh, you you see right now in this immune response cause uh, uh, only you see uh, only cause you see oh my T cell is activated it doesn't mean uh, this uh, this is something good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you have the wrong amount at the wrong time, it can lead to C T cell energy uh, where the T cells get exhausted basically, which is not good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yep, which that's... which is sorry, sorry, AC, just to interrupt there, but um, oh, I do want to say thank you to Mary uh, for the dino just there. But um, the um, when you're oh no, I, 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 explain the the gene expression that they're seeing, and then then I'll ask the question. I think that it okay, be um... more. So what they've shown, uh, what they've shown uh, in the generic expression, uh, I'm sorry, I have to uh, scroll here a bit because uh, uh, um, I wasn't, uh, uh, I didn't have opened it by now. Uh, just give me one second. Uh, yeah, sure, no problem. And um, folks, again, like the review paper that I was looking at yesterday, these these molecular pathways. Um, that's why I'm. Grateful that Dave is here as well, as someone who's works down at that level in the molecular that, domain. Yeah, uh, I'm grateful too. Uh, that's why I wa wanted to have uh, Dave in this uh, show too, because um, 
I'm sucking uh, at explaining it uh, in detail. Um, no, you're doing um, great. No, 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 that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me uh, to understand the, um, the biochemistry way. Uh, I ne I'm never was trained uh, for understanding uh, biochemistry and molecular bio uh, molecular chemistry uh, or organic chemistry. Uh, I think you call it. Uh, Cause um, it's all about uh, angles and uh, loads and mm. this really hard stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So what what they shown in this uh, gene analysis, as you can see, is the KROS was very hardly upregulated and the uh, p53 and uh, it's uh, it's logic uh, if you overexpress the ras uh, shown here you have a problem uh, see the ras stands for rat sarco uh, uh, sarcoma um, uh, and uh, there are three uh, uh, three proteins the nras the hras and the kras uh, if i remember correctly maybe dave want to co correct me here uh, and it's more um, but uh, the KROS is one of the most scary things you can overexpress, and they overexpress it really hard. Uh, I think three to four fold uh, uh, times overexpression of this little uh, weird protein going downstream uh, through RAF, Mike, ERK. And with it, we have a real problem, my friends. I can tell you uh, already, uh, cause. Now, uh, as... again, sorry to, sorry to interject. So, my. Yeah um perusal of the literature was that there were concerns that there was suppression of p53 tumor suppressor gene and in oh, uh, uh, in this instance it's saying it's upregulated is yeah they uh, they say it's upregulated but you have to uh, um uh, imagine uh, a really fine uh, balanced uh, um, uh, balanced uh, um, pathway and uh, really fine balanced uh, um, gene activation and uh, dysregulation it doesn't matter if you over or under express one of this uh, this parts uh, you uh, you you have screwed yourself it's it's not about uh, only over expression it's always about the balance and uh, uh, and the fine tune it's it's so hard uh, to to um uh, to to not dysregulate this uh, when you mess up with uh, with a signal cascade like uh, the map k almost impossible no uh, damage would uh, be done uh, so um if i could just mention the downstream pathways here as well because you've got yeah. like mir21 with this which is an oncogenic microRNA, and if that's upregulated, that can suppress p53 downstream so it's complex depending where you look and what snapshot you take mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and um, uh, I need to go back uh, shortly to the slide before I can continue. Because um, you have now, uh, ca can you see my mouse moving? Yes, I yes. hope so. Okay, um, so you have to imagine here. Uh, uh, let's uh, give a simple exp example here. Your LMP hits, um, triggering this weird cascade in a very bad way, uh, uh, giving too much energy, so it will do very weird stuff. Okay, uh, so I, I, same... I want to I want to help clarify for the audience here so you you said the lmp hits so these cascades that you're talking about now are purely as a consequence of the lipid nanoparticle or um, they emerge as the cargo is delivered and then starts both. translating 
both uh, that's a joke about uh, I wanted to point out right now. Uh, you have to imagine uh, the LMP hits the surface, giving already a wrong signal cascade inside, while the LMP uh, is doing what it does. It unpacks uh, uh, the uh, messenger RNA, uh, giving it also enough energy so no uh, nobody of us can really predict where you would find it even in the cytoplasm, uh, how deep it goes uh, uh, di uh, direction nucleus. Nobody can predict. So that's a weird part. That's a really just, add, just add one more thing here, and that's you get complex feedback cycles that from other cells you can get other micro RNAs, and they can signal the upregulation of uh, KRAS as well. Um, so yeah. you've got all this going on. It's not all just within the cell. It's extracellular See, interactions with it as well. Um, and then once the KRAS is upregulated, that has further downstream yeah. effects. I think so uh, it, it's uh, complicated. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the uh, the um, most problem uh, we have is uh, to understand that we are only looking into snapshots. Uh, um, mm. This is not uh, that uh, one cascade is happening. Um, uh, where, when we look at it, uh, there are so uh, much cascades happening at the same time, uh, cross-talking with all of this weird stuff. See, what they don't show you here, for example, is that the RAF is in crosstalk with PI3K and ARCT, like the ERC is also in crosstalk with it. FKB and all this stuff is going uh, on uh, at the same time, at the same moment. Um, that's why uh, why I say uh, it's um, uh, it's a check and balance, and uh, there are so many uh, programs to uh, interrupt. But uh, yeah. this uh, this transfection stops this uh, fine balance uh, and uh, does really weird uh, signals uh, shooting downstream. Which is a real weird part about uh, this intracellular way uh, to look at uh, what's happening when you get transfected. So um, what I uh, try to point out here uh, is um, that it's, it's both happening at the same time, right? So, uh, so the LMP hits, um, so the RNA is uh, somewhere in your cytoplasm, and here comes now uh, the real joke. Um, just give me one second to close this uh, windows. So I'm not getting too confused. I think I worked through this. Um, here it starts to getting weird because uh, regulation of mRNA translation by signaling pathways. Just let me quote uh, to understand well, what we are talking about. mRNA translation is the most energy consuming process in the cell. In addition, it plays a pivotal role, um, pivotal role in the control of gene expression and is therefore tightly regulated. The word tightly is, uh, is uh, that one uh, that you really have to imagine. Uh, this is not uh, you just shoot it uh, a bit through the left or a bit through the right and think it's going to uh, uh, to be fine. That's not how it's worked. Um, in response to various extracellular stimuli and intracellular cues, signaling pathways uh, induce quantitative and qualitative changes in mRNA translation by modulating the phosphorylation. Here we are again in, for, uh, in the phosphorylation, uh, which is really the essential part uh, uh, giving uh, energy through other cascades. Um, um, and the phosphorylation status and thus the activity of uh, components uh, of the translational machinery. In this work, we focus on the on the, the PS3K. Uh, I give up to speak uh, speak the whole name of this uh, um, little protein. Uh, yeah, um, I mean I they talk. can be very yeah. complex and yeah. Um, um, PS3K. I'll, I'll just say if the, if if I think there's something. Uh, deeper that we need to extract. I'll say it. Um, 
for the moment. Okay. Just just try and paint with broad strokes and acronyms, and uh, we'll try and let okay. the, the picture emerge, okay? Yep. Uh, so, uh, PS3K, ARC, and the mitogen activi uh, activated protein kinase MAPK pathways assay are strongly implicated in the regulation of translation in the homeostasis, whereas their male function has been linked to aberrant translation in human diseases, including cancer. And here we are. Um, uh, let, let it matter on your tongue. So you sent down a very wrong uh, um, signaling way uh, this cascade and uh, think you will get a proper translation. And they knew it. Uh, this paper is not new. This paper has uh, appeared in 2012, and there are a lot of papers showing you that MAPK and uh, the uh, mTOR complex and all this weird stuff is involved in translational uh, processes. Mm. Shall so I, shall, I, they... shall I give you, I think, what their reasoning would be with respect to ignoring a lot of these complex interactions? Is that they think that they're getting something analogous to viral infection. Right. And the their job is to express the antigen on the cell. How they do it, they don't really care because the assumption is that the immune system will come along, recognize that there's some aberrant protein or process going on in the cell and respond yeah. accordingly. Um and they don't they don't who cares how it gets to that um <laughs> Okay. Um I, I got your point, and um, uh, and I thought uh, thought it through the end. So um, let me show why uh, why you can't argue with this. Um, um, in modulatory effects of oncogenic KROS in cancer, um, and here's uh, the slide. Uh, what you need to know to uh, see why you won't get a proper immune response if you uh, uh, if you already have screwed the KROS. Because um, I don't know if you see the pattern, but I see um, we we all know uh, EL6 upregulated. You get your IgG4 answer. Whoops! How could this happen? Oh, we don't know. Oh, maybe we screwed. Um, see, uh, it's also uh, uh, regulating the uh, NFKB. It's upregulating uh, the interleukin one. It's uh, differentiating also the TH17, which I can uh, uh, swear to God, uh, you you have this weird uh, um, T helper cell um, uh, dysregulated in uh, the transfected. There are three or four papers showing this by now um, out there. I'll just up here, just a bit. These are linked to autoimmunity mainly, the TH17s. Uh, so that's why that's important, why you really don't want those upregulated for long. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, interleukin-23, I can link uh, uh, to you also uh, with BNT1, uh, 6.2, B2. And uh, as well, what they didn't show here, um, we could also observe one of the weirdest uh, interleukins uh, called interleukin-33, which you really don't want to mess up. Uh, and so, uh, as you can see, um, the immune response depends on how you uh, regulate the intracellular pathways. Mm. And uh, uh, so there's uh, no way could, uh, they could uh, argue with that um, and uh, think uh, we won't see uh, that they have known what they did uh, uh, on damage to the cell. But would it, so, would it not uh, be, sorry to interrupt, but would it not be a case that they, you know, you've, you're seeing all these different uh, immune processes going on. 
their just their working assumption again would be, well, we can just fire them all up, right? So long as we so long as we're doing that, the body will work it out. How uh, how should a uh, body work out uh, if uh, um, all uh, how you define a body? Uh, so it starts with the cells. Uh, how how? Um, Well, I, 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 I think I think this is where this um, problem of conceptualization, which is it's going to be localized to the injection site, and mm -hmm. so any processes that that go on there are going to be in their mind are going to be focal. Um, we know that's obviously not the case. Uh, with yeah, the let's look. Uh, let's look uh, uh, at a human being uh, as a machine. Uh, well, we we fix every part, uh, but we don't uh, see how it works together. Mm. That's uh, that's mm -hmm. also, I think, uh, one of the big issues uh, of modern understanding of uh, molecular biology, because uh, they uh, didn't uh, follow up how uh, how the cells are interacting. Uh, in an intracellular way and uh, uh, and what you get um, see all you fire downstream will also come back uh, upstream mm. that's uh, that's the way it works all you fire uh, downstream will uh, send signals uh, inside your nucleus how your uh, how your genes will uh, interact how uh, how they will uh, act to the uh, specific processes like the translation uh, like uh, interacting with your mitochondria and all this weird stuff you have in your cell And um, here we are um, now going uh, deeper. That's one of the consequences uh, if you uh, with, uh, with this stuff. Um, you will uh, see increased PDL1. Okay, so at this point, I, I, I would say you better um, define your acronyms a little bit um, just to. Okay. Uh, for program death uh program and is for uh, one of the mechanisms uh uh to trigger apoptosis um and uh, in this case they showed uh, that the pdl1 uh, um ligand uh, was um uh upregulated in the um uh granulocytes which of the pages uh, so Sorry, you know, can I add another important point here? And that's PD1 yep. is implicated in suppression of T cell response to cancer cells. So it's particularly bad if you're in remission. If this is being upregulated, you're turning yeah. your immune system off, basically. That's the other factor about PD1. <laughs> And uh, that's why we are uh, also getting so angry when we hear uh, stupid people like Marc Giraudot talking about the uh, um, nonsense bolus theory. Yeah, yeah. Because um, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. If you trigger PDL, uh, if you overexpress PDL1, you can bet your ass off that uh, there is no apoptosis happening anymore. And it's a uh, will um, we'll do uh, until uh, it dies, uh, what it does, uh, fabricating spikes. <laughs> So hang on, just just to let me clarify yeah. here. So it's it's upregulating uh, PDL one, and yeah, as Dave said, what that does is lower T cell responses, particularly in cancerous states. Is yes, to tumors. Yeah, it turns yes. them cold basically. 
Okay. Okay. Please, uh, AC carrier. Um, so, um, uh, and um, there, there, I have to take a little um, uh, skip and um, tell you why we have a real problem. Uh, cause yeah, this this paper is a bombshell um, paper. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a real bombshell paper. Because uh, mm. uh, as I mentioned earlier, we can't even predict where we will find this stupid uh, um, whatever it is RNA. Uh, I can't tell you wh what kind of RNA it should be uh, with one hundred percentage methylated uh, uh, synthetic pseudouridine uh, instead of uracil uh, for BNT one six dot B two with uh, with also uh, human uh, twelve uh, mitochondria. Uh, uh, I just I just want to say wasn't isn't this one actually published now in Frontiers? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I just uh, have the preprint part. It's uh, it's published. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know I've made I've made well I think I think Dave put that in a group and I made a stream about it. Yeah. I, I think that yeah. day because it, it it was such a. Um, we were freaking out when we had this mm -hmm. paper course. Uh, um, it, uh, it is shit show, but, uh, yeah, and much yeah, more yeah. energy uh, through the RNA. And just just <laughs> for just to where, help where uh, uh, focus where, people uh, a little bit, um, it's that uh, furin cleavage site that seems so yeah, critical. Yes, uh, they they found the PRRARSV uh, uh, inside the nucleus, uh, among other. They couldn't really uh, say how long this uh, sequence was they found, but uh, the, they could identify the uh, the furin cleavage site of this uh, freak. And I wouldn't be surprised uh, when they also found the uh, HKNNKS, uh, so the GP120. Uh, mm -hmm. part of the uh, mm -hmm. we all know uh, it's in there um, so because uh, this is normally what uh, also retrovirus does um, see uh, the, the best claim was uh, to say oh no it can't uh, integrate into your uh, DNA it's mm -hmm. uh, they they only showed it in vitro for liver cell. It's uh it's a special uh, thing. The the line one uh, retrotransposone. Uh, what they uh, didn't tell you, you have seventeen percentage of the genome with line one retrotransposone. So, mm -hmm. how likely would it be? Uh, I can't predict, uh, but I wouldn't exclude. Uh, yeah, the the disturbing the thing about that paper is that it's both the mRNA and the actual express protein. Which are crossing yeah. the nuclear membrane, and, um, and we. I actually had a question for Dave here, maybe because okay. um, I, I remember sort of struggling at the time, trying to visualize how the peptide is being translocated. The mRNA, I, I you know, that's that seems sort of nuclear pore. Um, a, a, like a fit for a nuclear pore, but the, a, a peptide in my mind is too big to be taking that sort of route. But maybe I'm I'm wrong in this instance. So it it can be endocytosed into the cell, but then it needs to form a complex with another carrier molecule, which mm -hmm. can ferry it to the nucleus. Mm -hmm. um, yep. That's that's a fairly common occurrence. Uh, but you are going against the energy gradient to do that. Mm -hmm. And do, do we do we know what the 
what did you call them the carrier molecules are that are, that are doing this because so the way that i was visualizing this paper was that um the viral sequence think about the furin cleavage site is getting into the cell um it's making copies of itself and as a consequence you get more <coughs> mrna and more peptide being produced but what's what's dragging it across like you said you said this carrier yeah peptides I I was trying to think of the name earlier today. Uh, mm. I need to look that one up again. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, 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 need, I need to nuclear, dig into this. Oh, just scanning a paper now. Nuclear translocation of spike RNA, mRNA and protein is a novel pathogenic feature of start SARS-CoV-2. Um, yeah, that's the one. Um, I, might, I might be looking at the same one you've got up. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's the same paper, but it yeah. it, it it is a bombshell paper, and it, it's it's one that should be shoved in the face of anyone who's, um, well, argues that 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 there's no chance of nuclear um, integration and uh, yeah or yeah. interactions. It it's a it, it's a nonsense argument. And it it was from the beginning. It, it was clear when uh, Rudolf uh, uh, Janisch already showed that the spike can integrate into your DNA uh, through this line one uh, retrotransposone. Mm. And he uh, he was so hardly criticized from uh, um, from uh, uh, people who should shut the fuck up because they uh, don't know a thing about this. Janisch uh, worked on this topic for uh, twenty years already. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, he was so hardly uh, criticized that he fired up uh, a second paper, proven his uh, uh, his first. Uh, so that was a really exciting uh, discussion. Uh, I could uh, follow up. <laughs> so um, here we are. This is the first problem. So, uh, so uh, we can't predict uh, how it uh, uh, how this uh, freaking uh, RNA. Um, where, where it ends up, right? Uh, so the next problem uh, was this one. Um, I remember I had a really hard conversation uh, with this uh, main author because he claimed, no, 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 nucleus, no, nucleus, no, nucleus. It <laughs> hang, was hang on, hang on, hang on. Slow, slow down, AC. I'm trying to just uh, get the title there. SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccine is re-adenylated in vivo, enhancing antigen production and immune response. Well, that's a good thing, right? That's... Uh... No, that's what they're after. <laughs> yeah, as I said, uh, uh, it's unlikely that it happened in the nucleus, so uh, it must have been happen uh, 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 in the cytoplasm. Uh, and they, uh, um, yeah, they also um, published a few papers about uh, um, a family of uh, um, uh, Dave, uh, what, what was it? Protein, right? Uh, um, uh, the ten five, uh, the ten five, family, yeah. were, were, yeah, um, uh, uh, called uh, uh, family of proteins called tens. Um, so normally you will find the uh, family uh, except uh, the ten five in the nucleus, um, and uh, they had to explain it. Uh, so uh, they argued with ten five. Um, they are right. Uh, it could be, uh, have been ten uh, five. Um, in May of meaning, uh, see they compared uh, two cell uh, uh, lines. Uh, they compared um, uh, um, it, uh, just uh, let me uh, 
uh, quickly look which uh, setup it was. It was something with D, uh, yeah, BMDMs, uh, some kind of um, of um, stem cells. Uh, they were looking into uh, detailed. And they showed that there was a clean uh, re-adenidation uh, with a uh, with a clean poly A tail uh, and the um, residue hanging before the uh, um, before the uh, poly A tail isn't increased after time. Yeah, but, so, you, so uh, you, bet, you better. To... So th this is quite a sort of um, the degree it's of really, uh, tech, yeah. technicality involved here. So we need to understand the importance of uh, the poly A tails. Yeah. How it relates to so, adenylation and site of adenylation. By the um, re adenylation means uh, nothing more than uh, that your mRNA is getting re-stabilized, uh, getting translated again. Uh, so that's how you uh, have to imagine this one. Um, and uh, therefore, the poly A uh, tail is uh, um, uh, behind the um, UTR uh, at the end uh, and uh, will stabilize this uh, part. But uh, the problem uh, we have um, seen only should, uh, the poly A take uh, gotten uh, re uh, um, re adenylated. They also showed that, uh, that this uh, TCTAG, um, the T is uh, in this case uh, the uh, methylated pseudouridine, this, this one here, mm. um, that it was uh, increased too in the dendritic cells they uh, compared. So uh, it couldn't be 105 because only 105 will uh, readenylate in the cytosol and it will only will uh, readenylate the uh, poly A, but no mixed motive in front. So it must have been happened in the nuclear. My conclusion at last, and um, that's what what this uh, graph is showing you. That's a joke a bit, um, and uh, I remember I uh, I discussed and discussed and tried to, uh, to figure out how we could exclude the nucleus um, only because they observed it in the uh, stem cells. No, uh, no proper answer. I'm just an idiot. I don't uh, get what I'm talking about and all this stuff. Um, so. And with that, uh, I've shown you uh, two um, uh, hinds that we are um, uh, have to expect uh, to find also this JB juice RNA in uh, inside the nucleus. And first, we have a problem. Uh, I want to talk. Uh, I can finally uh, now um, uh, that we've cleared uh, the way to look into cell. We can talk about microRNAs, which is a real, real big. A uh, uh, big uh, uh, elephant in the room. Nobody want to talk about. Um, uh, so, um, what do we understand on a, a microRNAs? Uh, of course, I can't explain it better than it's shown in this little uh, learn video. Uh, I would say I'm playing it right now. Yep, go for it. Profiling microRNA by pathway and disease. MicroRNAs play an role in gene regulation and understanding their biogenesis and expression <clears throat> patterns is important in defining their biological functions. Biogenesis of microRNA begins in the nucleus. MicroRNA may be expressed in the same manner as any other gene and is often hundreds of bases in length. Before the primary microRNA transcript leaves the nucleus, it must undergo processing. First, Drosha removes the tails of the microRNA leaving a shorter stem loop structure referred to as pre-microRNA. Pre-microRNA associates with an exportin-5 complex and is escorted from the nucleus into the cytoplasm. 
once in the cytoplasm, the pre-microRNA is released from exportin-5 in phases of their processing by the laser complex. Yeah, I, I see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Can you stop the? Can you stop the video? Because yep. it, it's such an important video, and it's uh, your your connection is obviously struggling to um, play it. So let me play that video. Let me just bring it up real quick. Yep. Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, wait, the, uh, I can. It, it, it's important. So if you stop the screen share, and I'll. Um, Oh yeah, uh, just, I'll, I'll find just let your... me. Um... Oh, yeah, here we, here we are. Okay, so so this is um, annoyed uh, annoyed citizens Substack. Um, I highly encourage everyone to subscribe. And let's go down. Right, so here's the here's the video you were playing. So I'll I'll just start it from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Profiling microRNA by pathway and disease. MicroRNAs play an intricate role in gene regulation, and understanding their biogenesis and expression patterns is important in defining their biological functions. Biogenesis of microRNA begins in the nucleus. MicroRNA may be expressed in the same manner as any other gene, and is often hundreds of bases in length. Before the primary microRNA transcript leaves the nucleus, it must undergo processing. First, Drescher removes the tails of the primary microRNA, leaving a shorter stem loop structure referred to as pre-microRNA. Pre-microRNA associates with an exportin-5 complex and is escorted from the nucleus into the cytoplasm. Once in the cytoplasm, the pre-microRNA is released from exportin-5 and faces further processing by the Dicer complex. Dicer removes the stem loop from the pre-microRNA, resulting in an asymmetrical, double-stranded RNA of 20 to 25 nucleotides. This double-stranded RNA associates with the RNA-induced silencing complex, also known as RISC. Once in the complex, the microRNA is unwound and guides RISC to conserved recognition sites in the target messenger RNA. Binding of RISC to the target triggers the silencing effect. All right, and I realize I didn't share that with you guys, but uh, I'm hoping... Kyogen. Got it. Okay. Sample. <laughs> Everyone watch that little clip, right? Just you two didn't see it because it was... Uh, I, I forgot the yeah. screen share. Yeah, I've got uh, it on Rumble no on, on, um, on, on silent as well. Okay, so... <laughs> So, so, but I, I'll, I'll make the presumption that you know that video second by second and can uh, recite yeah, I, each I part. Know uh, I know what, what it's about. Um, and yeah. um, I will share my screen yes. again. Yes. Okay. Uh, so. Well, actually, whilst, uh, let, let me just share my screen because there's a couple of videos. The next one in there, which I think is important. It's a nice one for letting people visualize. Uh, the, oh, okay. This screen. Where's my zoom? Zoom, zoom, zoom. Eight seconds. Yeah. Okay. And let me share my screen with you guys. Share sound. All right. So now you guys should be able to see. I hope, <laughs> and everyone else can watch. Yep. This yep, yep. this this yep. very very nice video because um. It's talking about how 
stuff is happening in real time with respect to RNA uh, translation, transcription. Nice one. A gene is simply a length of DNA instructions stretching away to the left. Assembled factors trigger the first phase of the process, reading off the information that will be needed to make the protein. Everything is ready to roll. Three, two, one, go. The blue molecule racing along the DNA is reading the gene. It's unzipping the double helix and copying one of the two strands. The yellow chain snaking out of the top is a copy of the genetic message, and it's made of a close chemical cousin of DNA called RNA. The building blocks to make the RNA enter through an intake hole. They are matched to the DNA, letter by letter, to copy the A's, C's, T's, and G's of the gene. The only difference is that in the RNA copy, the letter T is replaced with a closely related building block known as U. You are watching this process called transcription in real time. It's happening right now in almost every cell in your body. Uh, wonderful. Is there any more to, oh yeah. When the RNA copy is complete, it snakes out into the outer part of the cell. Then, in a dazzling display of choreography, all the components of a molecular machine lock together around the RNA to form a miniature factory called a ribosome. It translates the genetic information in the RNA into a string of amino acids that will become a protein. Special transfer molecules, the green triangles, bring each amino acid to the ribosome. The amino acids are the small red tips attached to the transfer molecules. There are different transfer molecules for each of the 20 amino acids. Each transfer molecule carries a three-letter code that is matched with the RNA in the machine. Now we come to the heart of the process. Inside the ribosome, the RNA is pulled through like a tape. The code for each amino acid is read off, three letters at a time, and matched to three corresponding letters on the transfer molecules. When the right transfer molecule plugs in, the amino acid it carries is added to the growing protein chain. Again, you are watching this in real time. And after a few seconds, the assembled protein starts to emerge from the ribosome. Ribosomes can make any kind of protein. It just depends what genetic message you feed in on the RNA. In this case, the end product is hemoglobin. The cells in our bone marrow churn out 100 trillion molecules of it per second. And as a result, our muscles, brain, and all the vital organs in our body receive the oxygen they need. Wonderful. Um, 
this is so weird. If you let it melt on your tongue, uh, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, well, everything. I'll just say this. Um, it's a beautiful video, and um, maybe you should uh, get the original because that one was sort of low, low resolution. But it, it gives a good idea of well the complexity and you know just hemoglobin, hundred till hundred trillion molecules yeah it's it's uh, unbelievable if you mm. let, uh, let the numbers uh, uh melt on your tongue um mm. you have trillions of trillions of cells doing this in real time mm. every day every single day that, that's a weird part uh, you really have to understand mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, therefore you you have uh, cells who can do this um, with three different processes for example at the same time that's a really weird part mm. about it mm. yeah yeah. And uh, there we are, just blasting people with, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with uh, with something. Um, um, uh, did you notice that uh, that that you inject a human viral um, hybrid uh, yeah. uh, RNA code? Because uh, you have this uh, weird human uh, three uh, uh, three UTR mitochondria, um, which they added uh, when they said we optimize the codons. So that's a really weird part. Uh, that mm -hmm. it is, is yeah, Dave, if you want to make a comment on the uh, the codon optimization, do you have any any thoughts on that? And uh, I don't know, uh, just lay out what for we... the public. I mean, Matt, who's one of our virologists in a, another group, mm. uh, he just one of the differences between naturally uh, transcribed or expressed. MRNA and the synthetic substitute, it's sort what we call the module version, is that the natural mRNA, when it's read, it's kind of proofread before the final protein is, is produced. Uh, but because it's missing some of the, uh, the correct nucleotides, if you like, mm. it's just the synthetic version is being expressed straight off uh, without being proofread, and quite often it will be frame shifted by a couple of nucleotides, so you can get errors in the translation. Mm. It can be very fast uh, and expressed for much longer, but it's mm. much more error prone as well. Uh, and what that video, which is excellent, but what that didn't get into is the protein misfolding. Mm -hmm. So if you change how the resulting protein is, is folded, it changes uh, its molecular properties. Mm -hmm. What uh, nucleotides uh, or amino acids are exposed uh, so how that will react so you can end up with a completely different product the chemical formula if you like might be the same uh, apart from the substitutions but the end protein can have completely different properties or be misread completely mm -hmm. uh, it's just difficult to predict uh, and this this is what leads on to Blockgate, the western block uh, smudges with all sorts of different truncated proteins and so on. Mm -hmm. So it's it's fast. It doesn't degrade quickly, but it's very error prone, uh, which can lead to all sorts of neurodegenerative disorders, which is uh, your expertise as well, mm. uh, yeah. amyloidosis and so on. Mm. And this yeah. is um, go on. Uh, 
I have a question too, um, uh, Dave. Um, um, when we are talking about uh, misfolded proteins, uh, it would also send an uh, intracellular uh, um, um, signal back uh, to to check uh, what was produced, right? So it would change this uh, way of crosstalks too, wouldn't it? You you've got this ordinarily if a protein. Uh, isn't required or it's been misexpressed you've got ubiquination which can break it down but in this case that, that may not happen and as you say you, you could set up aberrant signaling as well uh, yeah and, 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 yeah and if it leaves the cell this is something uh, i sort of come across with um i don't know let's say muttons for want of a better catch-all is that they'll say well any any misexpression will just get um yeah ubiquinated and put through sort of lysosomal pathways mm. and and the problem is dealt with and um i don't oh, think yeah. i don't think that that's the case um no it's not and you you have to if you're gonna if you're gonna make claims like that in a in an environment where you've forced people into this exposure you better have it nailed down exactly how the every step even before yep. expression, expression, post-expression, and how the uh, how the body would deal with the uh, the products of that, and it it's not there in the literature. What they rely on is they say, well, we've put it into billions of people and it seems safe. Um, that's not a scientific argument, and it's yeah. one one of appeal to consensus and confirmation biases, and. Um. Go, go. Shall I continue or um, um... yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, and, no, okay. I'll just, just um... I'll just add one one more thing quickly, mm. uh, and that's in our cells we have a process called autophagy, uh, which can deal with organelles which are with the, which are degraded, and excess protein can be disposed of. If you're massively overproducing this faster than it can be disposed of, mm -hmm. uh, then this is where it can lead to uh amyloidosis and other things yeah yeah because there's a rate at which the body would be handling right that, so there's built mm. into these systems an expectation that there's going to be errors and that's that's why you have these uh disposal pathways but mm. you've just got to think of it like a, a plug in a sink right you if you just run tap water through it it's fine but then if you do all your dirty dishes and it, you, you start gumming up the plug hole with chunks of food and what have you, that's, yeah. you have to imagine that's what's kind of happening to the cell. And then those exactly. misfolded proteins then start causing these um, pre-energic cascades. And mm. we don't, we barely have an idea how, how that pathology really progresses. A lot of it is yeah. just theoretical. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We we've left uh, the field of uh, known science uh, already. When we said we uh, we are pricking uh, billions of arms without uh, even having uh, the the imagine of an idea what what we are really doing here. Mm -hmm. that, uh, that, that's uh, the most scary part about this, because uh, nobody can really tell you uh, what's going on, but uh, they are hinds, and uh, we see. Uh, um, 
a lot of stuff we have already predicted that it would happen because it was uh, logical. Uh, if you follow uh, this downstream, uh, uh, a lot of the stuff uh, we see by now uh, won't surprise you anymore. Mm. That, that's a joke yep. about it. And um, here we are. Uh, why did I uh, choose the topic uh, microRNA? Because uh, uh, there was this very, very weird uh, um, paper let, let, coming out. Let me bring your desktop up. So I, I've stopped sharing so you can show your oh. desktop now. Oh, okay. I thought I was uh, sharing already. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, wait, then I'll uh, probably share again. Here we go. Um, so you can see it. Quantum uh, micro on a assessment. No, not yet. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there was a, a publication in 2021, and I remember uh, it would be the day. Uh, I was uh, freshly summed over WikiLeaks uh, account discussing and discussing, and then uh, uh, it hit like uh, like, a, like a flash uh, my mind. Wait, uh, did we ever uh, um, talked about uh, if uh, there are microRNAs involved uh, and uh, and how it act uh, the epigenetic uh, path? Um, and here we are. Um, there was this weird publication I stumbled uh, over in twenty uh, one uh, called "Quantum Micro uh, RNA Assessment of COVID nineteen on a Vaccine Hidden Potency of BNT one six two B two SARS-CoV-2 with a nice uh, typo, so uh, it's hard to find this paper in the context of SARS-CoV-2, um, uh, spike RNA as microRNA vaccine. Sounds nice, doesn't it? And uh, what Japanese uh, has showed to you um, uh, that there are a lot of hidden precursor uh, MIRNAs hidden in this uh, uh, shot, and that's why it's important that we have discussed that this uh, shit can end up into your nucleus, because uh, when it's ending up there, we have Drosha and Dicer in game, uh, and with that, um, a lot of weird stuff going on. So, ju uh, so just to he... just to clarify here that so this Japanese paper is saying that um, built into the genetic code of the spike protein there are essentially yes. molecular mimicry type microRNAs in there definitely that, that can cause essentially cascades like we were we were just discussing yep. so um, yeah I, I find exactly it that's. I just want to say I find it interesting that um, if you go back to the top of the paper, um, this the, the author and the uh, so it doesn't mention like an institution. So this seems to be sort of lone a lone renegade scientist trying yeah. to get the word out, and yeah. it, it's been well sort of. I don't want to call it a predatory journal at this at this stage, but um, the there's it's, this problem. It's a no-name. It's it's a no-name uh, journal, and we can uh, be thankful that they uh, had uh, the courage to publish this paper. Mm. Mm. And so, but, um, but the problem the problem is is that y you'll get into uh, debate with people, and you'll get the. <laughs> I know uh, journal um, snobbery of um, it has no impact factor. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. See, um, I don't care if it has an impact factor. I'm looking at the method, and I'm uh, uh, yeah. 
deciding if it's uh, done proper or where's the bias. Uh, I see all these publications in nature setting endpoints with uh, uh, with uh, talking about antibodies. That's our endpoint. Uh, end mm -hmm. What the fuck is wrong with these people? That, that they, uh, uh, they claim they understand science because they uh, follow the impact factor. What, what, what a sick idea is this? Mm. <laughs> and I don't think uh, science will to up in to look at it. Uh, um, that's only my humble opin uh, opinion. Um, but the very fun part uh, uh crazy Japanese uh, uh, observing uh, and where, oh, we have this high oncogenic uh, MIA like the MIA 21 uh, neutralized by another oncogenic MIA. So, uh, no problem, uh, you won't get cancer in the end. Um, the, sorry, the, say, 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 that, would... say that again. There, there are. Inverse um, inverse microRNAs within the spike protein, so it's cancelling each other out. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 that's that's an out conclusion. It makes no sense because that's not uh, how microRNAs uh, will work. Um, and uh, that's why what I want to uh, discuss a bit more uh, uh, in detail. Um, here we have, uh, for example, a very nice uh, um, interaction between inhibition of micron AR21 regulates mutant KROS effector pathways and uh, intercepts pancreatic uh, pancreatic uh, ductal uh, adenocarcinoma development. Uh, so here you have a, a very uh, nice example for what can happen if you over or, or under express uh, this uh, little hairpins, uh, which are therefore standing for almost everything you can imagine, because uh, uh, they are defining um, your cell structure, your cell uh, basic functions, uh, uh, the way how uh, it's get, uh, getting translated, they are defining the uh, cytoskeleton uh, all processes you can imagine is uh, uh, defined by uh, by this little hairpins. That's a weird uh, stuff you have to understand about microRNAs. And uh, so, um, sorry, because this is my ignorance here about the structure. So my understanding was that as they were processed, all the um, hairpins and what have you were trimmed off. That you're left yeah. with basically very very short sections of uh, the RNA itself. So, could you explain the importance of these hairpins and quadruplexes and? Um... Uh, okay, quadruplexes are out, uh, but I uh, can uh, try to explain a bit uh, detail what our uh, microRNAs da uh, are doing. They dock uh, uh, onto uh, your RNA, um, uh, your messenger RNA, for example, and um, with that, uh, they are silencing the, uh, the translation process or they are uh, downregulating the translation uh, um, efficacy of uh, your microRNAs in, uh, in uh, silencing some parts at the five UTR um, and uh, um, therefore they're regulating in the end your gene uh, uh, your uh, complete genes uh, um, in um, turning them more active or uh, switch uh, switching them from on to off um, see uh, uh, when when we think about the nucleus we know uh, uh, we have in each cell uh, in each of the trillion cells the same genetic material right so there must something uh, be which uh, which differentiates all these uh, weird uh, um, uh, cells uh, working together, and that's that is uh, for what microRNA is standing. 
because normally uh, if they won't uh, uh, regulate uh, your uh, your genes uh, you would have all genes activated and that's the last thing you want to have okay um so basically is about 5000 microRNAs been identified so far but we don't yep. know what they all do <laughs> that, uh, that, that's the, the best the, the problem with MIR21, it's known as an, an oncogenic microRNA, as it uh, it tends to inhibit uh, tumor suppressor p53, which is nicknamed the guardian of the genome, uh, and it oh yeah, uh, regulates NF, NFKB. So basically, it stops the cell cycle uh, where the cell would uh, or cell cycle arrest it would stop where the cell would normally stop dividing. Uh, and it also inhibits apoptosis. So it's basically yeah. a pro-cancerous microRNA, which is why this is a problem. So it's it just and, a, um, a, a I, retard I, question real quick. So um, microRNA 21, um, it, it's it's an aberrant microRNA or it's just there as part it, of the... Uh, oh, it's quite normal. It, it's it's very it's common, normal. But, 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 you, but you, don't, you don't want too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you don't want uh, to less of it. That, that's a joke. Yes, yeah. Uh, we are always talking about uh, really fine balances uh, where one yeah. electron or uh, or pro, uh, uh, proton can uh, can makes the difference. Uh, it's, it's really hard stuff, I would think. Um, so, um, how do uh, here? Uh, uh, I have uh, um, the the basic uh, to, uh, way of understanding in this paper found. Um, how do uh, microRNAs regulate gene expression? MicroRNAs uh, um, are sh uh, short non-coding RNAs that regulate gene expression post-transcriptionally. They generally bind to the three UTR untranslated region of the target uh, mRNAs and repress. Um, production by destabilizing the mRNA and translation uh, uh, translation and silencing, but they can also bind uh, at the 5 UTR. Uh, the, that's uh, part uh, this paper has forgotten to mention, uh, or they didn't know at this time point, I'm not sure. The exact mechanism of MENA-mediated translation repression is yet uh, to be fully determined, uh, but recent data from our laboratory have shown that the stage of translation, which is an is dependent upon the promoter used for transcribing the target mRNA. This review focuses on understanding how MENA expression is operating in light of these findings and the questions uh, that still remains. Uh, I can only... Um, um, uh, how, how do you call it? Uh, I can only uh, tell you, you should read this paper. Um, uh, give you the advice uh, to read this paper because uh, it explains a lot uh, to uh, get uh, the basics of microRNA. So, so just, um, they can, I've just had a bit here, they can degrade mRNA and stop the ribosomes from reading it to, to, to express the protein. Uh, yeah. That's a couple of ones I can remember for these. So just as a comment here, so this is a paper from 2008. Um, yeah. I, I think there's been an exponential climb oh, yeah. with respect to molecular biology. So where are we now with... Um, not 
we we are not much uh, um, uh, much more uh, in looking into systemic biology. Uh, what we are to uh, talking about here, see the last discover, uh, the last really big discover was made in uh, systemic biology to understand this uh, uh, intracellular crosstalks was the discovery of Jack Stutt, the genus kinase in uh, 2015, and that's it. We didn't make uh, any progress anymore because uh, we are following the money. We we are not interested in uh, in finding scientific uh, uh, understanding of uh, how we can maybe help people. No, we we want uh, the big money. So please give us uh, uh, the money. Uh, 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 and uh, it doesn't uh, matter if it's coming from big pharma. That's a real problem we have uh, at the university. Hmm. And um, uh, I can prove you that uh, microRNAs must be a really bad effected. Correlation among Mianas, uh, um, um, uh, cytokine, and specific antibodies. Um, this paper shows you. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, so the title of this paper is Circulating Extracellular Vesicle Microanase Associated with Reaction Pro-Inflammatory Cytokantibody Production After COVID-19 Vaccine. Bam! Here we are. They showed you that uh, they found uh, extra um, cellular uh, vesicles uh, loaded with microRNA. Uh, journey un uh, unknown. We don't know where, which cells will be hit, uh, but uh, that it's no good. Uh, you can bear your ass, of course. Uh, microRNAs, just to uh, to give you a short pick uh, of three of them, uh, how they are uh, always also in crosstalk with other microRNAs uh, and so just, uh, also I, I interact. Just, I have to ask a quick question here. With uh, so this is data from it's clinical data, and this is just samples yeah. extracted what from blood um yeah to... they uh they uh observed this uh, uh extra visit uh, um extra cellular vesicles uh, uh taken uh from uh donors gotten the jab sorry say that again donors uh, uh donors uh that got the shot oh okay okay uh how many oh. in this study uh well, I, 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 I guess we can make a sort of judgment there from the dots on the, uh... yeah, okay, uh, so twenty thirty yeah. maybe. So basically, this yeah, is helping but... to corroborate what the first paper that Janerta uh, was talking about, basically showing it's that was a theoretical AI assisted that used Mets and mRNA bowl to predict what microRNAs you would get, and this is the actual clinical uh, data. Um, so, uh, from one person, uh, 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 microRNA. Uh, 61 subjects. So, um, hang on, hang on, slow down, slow down. Um, yeah. Go, go scroll down a little bit. I just want to see their flow diagram. Okay, stop. The blood sampling, serum EV. Um, okay, and I just, yeah, so I wanted to look at the um, age range. And so a lot of this is in younger people. Right? Yeah. This, this isn't yeah, something so happening in 
in the no <laughs> sorry this is a very nice done study uh showing you that you have to be scared like hell mm. <laughs> of course <laughs> uh, sorry i i can't uh, uh express it uh, in a in another yeah. way but, but it's really scary so um here we have the next study uh, to start, um, here we have silico analysis an in silico pipeline approach uncovers a potentially uh, intricate uh, network involving spike SARS-CoV-2 RNA, RNA vaccines, host RNA binding proteins, and host minors at the cellular level. Mm. Yes. Yeah, they, uh, uh, they conclude uh, our in silico analysis could aid in shedding light uh, on the potential effects of exogenous RNA in example viruses and vaccines, thereby improving our understanding of the cellular interactions between virus host time uh, molecules. Finally, using the computer uh, computational uh, approach, it is possible to obtain a safety assessment of RNA-based vaccines as well as indications for use in specific clinical conditions. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on a second there. So um, that that's quite a big statement to be making and to not, there should be a follow-on to that in the conclusion, which yeah, is... they didn't. Well, what, is it bad or not in, in this particular instance? And... Um, Please tell me it's explained in the paper. Um, I, no, uh, not really. Uh, they, they don't okay. conclude anything, uh, not, which yeah. would uh, maybe it's not the idea to give an uh, vaccine. No, no way. You you won't find the paper uh, um, uh, showing uh, talking about this explicit. Uh, with with one exception, uh, Kevin McKernan's uh, uh, papers are. Brilliant written and not a single paraphrase. Oh, we know uh, it's safe and effective or stuff like this. Uh, mm. I love Kevin for this. Mm. Um, so uh, what they showed here uh, was also that uh, definitely mere uh, uh, definitive uh, mere twenty one is uh, involved. Mm. And we have also uh, this wonderful paper. Um, 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 uh, Dave linked it. Uh, um, uh, and I think I live, uh, I've linked it uh, also in my uh, uh, Substack. Uh, so you, uh, if you want to read the uh, complete study, um, you you should look in, uh, into this paper. Um, I know there are two papers out uh, uh, done this uh, really crazy analysis uh, in some pa uh, patients. Uh, just give me one second. I have, think I can find it uh, again, uh, Mirna. Uh, Reminder. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you, I, you, maybe Dave has a an answer for no, this. No, uh, I have a. Well, I, went, I wanted to ask. So, in, in, the paper you're just showing is basically <laughs> listing about twenty microRNAs, and you were making. Yeah. Um, you said that there's five thousand that have been yeah. identified. Um, yeah. uh, but not well characterized. That's an, uh, uh, that's a problem about Correct. it. Okay, yeah. so there's a, there's a bias here in just that there's a sort of a, a body of previous work that's looked at that list basically yeah. out of that five thousand, and they've found them again, and they just they found them again. Okay, so it's not a it's not it's not an exhaustive list of the potential microRNAs no, no. that that could be coming no. out okay no. so uh, 
it's it's not biased uh, if you uh, have two papers uh, um the one is called Mirnus as a potential biomarker in the covid-19 inf uh, infection and complications cause severity and uh, um uh, the vaccine uh, yeah um comparing vaccinated and unvaccinated uh, uh, gravid women uh, lin uh, etc um so they compared it to uh, uh the non-vaccinated it seems it seems to me uh, I, I mean i don't know the the methodology by which they're pulling out these microRNAs. i presume it's some sort of pcr amplification but uh, yes they have special for this but it, it, it you seems... can use um i think it's called rna probe uh and okay. that, yeah that's an array of sensors Okay, uh, so like it's like a sort of particular ones with like one of those chip things with uh, yeah that sort yeah yeah so as I understand it. it it seems to me that there's an easy study here in being able to take from well people who would be you could say have had COVID been vaccinated combinations of the two and then potentially those who have clean you could you could do this uh yeah for sure but uh they they are not interested uh to show you uh, what they really did uh so no comparison uh, um uh, was done uh in a way to look at uh how worse it is um after infection uh compared with uh with transfection mm -hmm. the direct comparison you won't find in any paper mentioned that's a problem mm. okay and tonight and so i discovered another microRNA called one two four six or twelve forty six, and now I couldn't link it to the Weird. vaccinated, but after infection, that is upregulated fivefold, uh, and that is quite strongly oncogenic, uh, but it's context sensitive. You, I don't know about ten different cancers can be upregulated, can be promoted by it. Uh, nice. And others, it's, it has the opposite effect. So that's just another one mm -hmm. that's linked to the virus. Yeah. So that, the virus doesn't get off the hook here. No, no, uh, and it, it's it, it's something it, that it, I, yeah. you have to hammer home all the time, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. there's there's such a drift towards in the I hate calling it medical freedom, whatever. And uh, it's it's and all just, just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. But there is still this pathogen going round and. Yeah, but uh, um, the uh, the thing why I'm uh, why I would uh, not assume that the pathogen can do this damage, uh, the shot can do, um, is because you can treat it early, if you treat it yes. early. Yeah, and, but that's uh, that's dependent on if you're treating it early, and there's this mm -hmm. issue that we have, which well, uh, I would call uh, surreptitious disease mechanisms. So you could. And and so th this is why I think it's a problem when people think about SARS as um, a respiratory type illness, when we know it's this more sort of systemic. Um... Yes, of course, you, you have to treat uh, it uh, well uh, going into the complete system. You you can't just uh, um, deal with it uh, uh, as a normal, uh, normal uh, um, respiratory virus mm -hmm. with the upper airways because uh, yeah. you have this... Uh, um, uh how do you call it uh, um monus uh no uh this this uh, um uh, blood clotting uh yeah coagulopathy for uh yeah mm. and it, it's something that um 
and this pneumonia phenomenon you could observe, right? So there, there was a paper that um, I was looking, I did, I, I read it a few weeks ago and Jiki sort of picked it up with uh, a post in the last couple of days where they've got the mice and they're comparing influenza um, and the... Uh, the the systemic infection with and I want to say it was Omicron, in that in, mm -hmm. it was a converted Omicron in that paper, and you see it go all through the mouse's body, whereas the influenza is basically constrained to the the lungs. And yeah, but we don't uh, we uh, don't have to ignore that we have uh, this wonder work of immune response also. Um, mm -hmm. um, will um really do great uh if you're not immune compromised um i would say yeah. um and let's not forget um there are very great uh therapies see um i i think i had COVID uh by now um i'm not sure if it was COVID, but it was a really unspecific uh, um um how do we call it man uh flu because uh, i lost completely uh my smell and taste uh from now in the next moment, uh, it was gone, like the receptors were switched off. Mm. But uh, I uh, just remembered what Johanna was uh, uh, talking about. Um, Dr. Mitt, uh, Johanna Deinert, uh, if you remember, um, she, she was talking about uh, um, bicaline. Mm. And I tried and uh, three days, it took me three days with uh, vitamin D, um, high dosage and uh, really high dose uh, um, zinc and done i was done with this uh flu and it's what's gone mm. i'm doing very fine again mm. yeah um that's uh um that's for that, but, that, but that but that that that's a case of i don't, I don't want to um it's great that you recovered but it's always a case of you, you you might have got through okay but we have to remember that there's a whole bunch of other people that don't and yep. it, there's a and like I say, I see this behavior a lot where people get the survivor bias of like, oh, it was nothing. It was just and and try to move yeah, on. Yeah, but... um, I know what you mean. Uh, and I won't doubt uh, that it's uh, uh, that this pathogen is new and I won't uh, uh, doubt uh, that they release it uh, and um, that it done uh, that it has done a lot of damage. Uh, but I'm uh, not sure if you can do uh, with this uh, pathogen such a damage uh, uh, than uh, uh, transfecting billions of arms. Mm. With this oh, yeah, shit I mean, it's as a compound in the in a, in a yeah. hyper complex system, it's uh, yeah, it'll take decades to um, really aggregate the the full data set. Um, yeah, um, and here we are. Um, and this study was done from Moderna. Um, you you find it uh, in my uh, last substack uh, um, the study um, and uh, they showed also um, that in Moderna uh, there was a really mess with uh, with um, some microRNAs and uh, this pesticide found uh, you have to uh, melt, let it melt down your tongue. The microRNAs detected in the plasma of pregnant women who had received three doses of the Moderna vaccine M1 and pregnant women who had not received received any vaccine M2 were analyzed. 
and the delta uh, CQ um, of each microRNA was uh, calculated. Uh, to identify differently expressed microRNAs, the following selection criteria was applied. Uh, comparative uh, analysis showed that seven microRNAs had uh, data CQ values greater than one between sample source type. And here they list uh, now all this uh, um, MIRs which got imbalanced. Um, HSA MIR 1972, HSA MIR 191.5p. HSMIR um, uh, 423.5p, and here is the MIR uh, which uh, deserves really great attention, HSMIR 16.5p, always in crosstalk which, uh, which, uh, with HSMIR um, 19, which are also highly oncogenic, you have a problem. As also, uh, as we also can uh, see, uh, our beloved uh, Mia Twenty One, mm -hmm. again. Um, so it's it's a really mess they did. Um, the and, other, uh, the other thing, so just stepping in here, you've got a developing fetus. We know it crosses the placenta. If you're exposing the fetus uh, mm -hmm. to these agents that are pro proliferation, then you can get developmental problems there as well. Um, yeah, 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 and it's a, we well. I just wanted to say it's a, it, it's disturbing that we're seeing signals. Oh, we see them in Asia, um, Sweden is a particularly yeah. uh, Germany too. Uh, Germany uh, is really doing horrible. Uh, like also uh, um, France, um, Thailand. Uh, they were um, they were in the signs, uh, but nobody wants to talk about it. So, so mm. It's a really mess about. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, here here um, this is also from this study here uh, here uh, you can see uh, my beloved uh, ones. Uh, I really dove deep into this weird stuff by now uh, uh, to figure out how it will uh, affect. And so uh, I, I, I would just point, uh, I, I want to ask here. So the, the difference there, I mean, the Delta CQ, et cetera, is two. Um, can, can you sort of break that down for people? What, what would be a, it doesn't seem a particularly large difference. And um, that's why I'm. Uh, that's why I brought uh, Dave with me because uh, I knew uh, you would uh, question Dave. Can Can you explain it? Because uh, that's also hard stuff for me. Is the numbers uh, I I can't identify. I uh, know only why you don't uh, want to have it over or under express. Uh, so meaning imbalanced. Uh, so is that the fold increase? Is that how you read that? Say three doses, which they're abbreviated M1, is that an eight-fold increase? And on the second dose, you've got a six-fold increase. So your delta is the difference. Uh, I'd need to read the rest of the paper to see what the the CQ actually denotes. Mm. But um, I wouldn't be surprised was, uh, if, it, um, if it's a fold increase. It was greater one or uh, less uh, minus one. That was their significant threshold, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and that, well, well, when we're at eight or nine, so it, it's slightly less on the second, but it, it it's huge, uh, and it, it's sustaining that increase as well. Most importantly, mm. yeah, that's the way I'd read and, that. 
And uh, that's a really weird part. Uh, uh, I don't think uh, even the authors really know uh, uh, about the consequences by now, because um, the uh, weird part why uh, why this MIA 21 is also so uh, critical, it's standing uh, in, a, um, in a very complicated uh, network. Uh, it's one of the central uh, microRNAs uh, in this network, uh, also interacting and uh, um, directly uh, um, switching other mirrors uh, and uh, pushing them into other directions. So, uh, that's the crazy part. So uh, why... there's, there's something really disturbing about and Is this just a technical report for Moderna or is this a published paper? This is a published paper. This is a published paper. So just All with... I quote are published. Uh, um, uh, maybe they are preprints, but uh, you, you will find them in journals. I I don't quote something uh, which would uh, look for me suspect. So th th my understanding is, is that they just have an N of one for each group. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, um... mm. <laughs> That's... Which isn't ideal. But... <laughs> well, it's, it, it's just the but... fact that... Um, well, if there is this concern about these microRNAs and and their imbalance, and so they've obviously gone and looked, right? Yeah. Can, <laughs> oh, can I just step in here? I found a paper just googling it now from mm. 2011, and it's MIR16 and MIR21 expression in the placenta is associated with fetal growth, mm. and what they found oh. is that aberrant expression of MRNA in the placenta. Uh, could create a measurable phenotype resulting from a number of interuterine factors, in one of which is significantly predictive of later life outcomes. So basically, this is causing lifelong epigenetic changes as well as developmental changes. Mm -hmm. Boom. Uh, and, and that's uh, called that... MIR16 and MIR21 expression in the placenta. Yep. Uh, I'll share the uh, screen, but... You, you get the idea from. I that. mean, if you if you want to throw your screen up, um, uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, it should I just, work. I just put that up because uh, I haven't seen this before, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's quite significant. This. Uh, so my, my just to should you bring that up. That up so, my understanding, quickly from that, is that a change greater than one in these measurements is something that should be considered. Um, Clinically significant, I guess, is yeah. was was my yeah. understanding. It, it is clinically uh, relevant, uh, cause um, uh, you have to uh, imagine also that uh, even the cell, uh, uh, even the same cell type, uh, has different expressions of mirrors each time, uh, um, uh, cause. Um, it also depends on the uh, on the environment around uh, around the cell, um, um, how uh, how your mirror uh, um, switches are uh, turned on and turned off. Um, imagine it in real time, and uh, some are really uh, fixed mirrors. You don't want to uh, uh, switch because they um, uh, they uh, silence a gene uh, you don't need for the cell. Mm. That's how it uh, how it goes, and it's all happening in real time. And they uh, say, uh, "We give a fuck uh, that uh, that there are five thousand around about, and uh, we understand uh, understood maybe uh, one hundred in a uh, way of we are starting to understand mm. how they act together." Mm -hmm. 
that's how you have to imagine. Oh, by the way, um, uh, do you remember how we started today uh, this discussion uh, with my uh, RAS protein where, where I was uh, diving really deep into, oh, whoops, KRAS hijacks the micron regulatory pathway in cancer. Mm. Uh, nothing biggie, I think. Um, it's, it's weird uh, when you think about the interactions between uh, 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 the MAP kinase and uh, the microRNAs um, that they are as well uh, as, regu uh, as a regulatory pathway acting for microRNAs as they are uh, getting regulated by microRNAs. Mm. That's a really double-edged sword uh, about this. Yeah. Um, do, you do you have that paper, Dave? We can, at least people can see the title and uh, you might have to stop sharing um okay uh I no see. problem uh, just one, 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 one. i'm uh, about this paper too uh, yeah, so. yeah are you there dave gone quiet dave no it's uh maybe going to bathroom hang on that's it oh, okay hello yeah yeah, so yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Your birth yeah. yeah. um you have to you have to share your screen. It's so... epigenetic, yeah. I've un I've unshared it at the minute, but yeah. I'll I'll bring it back up. Mm. Yep. Right, here we go. See that now. Here we go. I can see it. Yeah. So I was sharing that the last five minutes, but I don't know if you <laughs> if you're able oh, to freaky. see that. Yeah, it was um it uh, um, AC's screen was but, uh, uh, taking priority. Oh, I see. Yeah. So basically, later life outcomes. So this isn't just uh, a one-off thing. Uh, and it's birth weights being affected, uh, mm -hmm. fetal growth being affected, a fourfold increase of uh, the child being small for their gestational age. And if we go through to the actual paper. Oh, this is so worse. Mm. And, again, it just sort of points to um, hashtag they knew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, that, that's what what I wanted to show you too, um, that they must have known. No way they yeah. couldn't know. Yeah, this was 2011. So it's not like it's just come out in the last year or something. Mm. <laughs> and these are yeah. the significance tables. Won't spend too find... long on this, but uh, yeah. Uh, You'll find a lot of the, uh, of uh, um, these papers, um, especially around about mere twenty one, mere uh, mere sixty, mere nineteen, uh, also mere twenty nine, which I will show. Um, and um, I hope I don't uh, don't bore your. Uh, no, no, it's it's fascinating. It's, it's fascinating. You, really you know what? You know what? I, I will I will ask for uh, forgiveness if you want to just carry on. I want to. Um, Fill my cup up. It's <laughs> getting a bit thirsty here, but please just carry on. I've got an idea of where you're going, and uh, you don't. Um, you, you're more than capable of sort of carrying the discussion whilst I go and uh, fill my cup. So I'm trying my best. Just, just, just. I'll be a minute, okay, and I'll, I'll be back. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no problem. I will continue uh, yeah, if yeah. it's okay. Yeah, go okay. for it. So um, the next thing we have to uh, consider is um, that they knew. 
They really knew because uh, there's this weird uh, uh, publication uh, um, fabricated in 2019 town no modification authors microRNA dependent silencing of microRNA switches. Which tells you oh, uh, what will happen if uh, um, you instead of um, Euroseals uh, modify things like pseudo-Eurodine uh, or N1-methyl pseudo-Eurodine. Here we are, M1 pseudo-Eurodine. As you can see here, um, here they, uh, they talked about it. Uh, the benefits, um, yeah, they talked about benefits. I will say... Uh, if uh, if you put this shot in uh, and uh, got the full dose of uh, messenger or modified RNA or whatever it is, um, and um, they talked about some fascinating uh, part I would uh, consider. Um, they showed also um, here in quoting another study uh, that you have also a problem with the degradation of this what the fuck ever it is on a uh, mm -hmm. deep inside yourself. Um, in telling previous studies have performed similar experiments in HEC twenty uh, in HEC two nine three cells to show that the incorporation of modified nucleotides in uh, EV team mRNA reduces PK, uh, PKR activation and two five oligoadenylate synthetase and RNAase L activities. So oh, maybe you have a problem to degrade this. That's what this paper is telling you. Oh, and a little fun fact. Why do they always use this uh, weird hack uh, 293? Because you uh, won't have the problem of the toll-like receptors. So this is where the choice of cell line that you use for your experiment can influence the outcome. Uh, exactly. And it may not be representative of the uh, phenotype exactly. of the organism. They didn't want uh, if you transfect a normal uh, uh, cell line with, with toll-like receptors, that's uh, the next big uh, thing. And they knew it. This paper was published 2019. So it's really, uh, nobody can tell, oh, we didn't know. Uh, and I bet Ugo Zahi knew. Because hmm. um, um, uh, do you remember the paper uh, Ugo published in uh, 2017? I think it was uh, talking about the three UTR, they didn't use this uh, crappy weird uh, sticky pseudo uridine. I wonder why. And uh, here we are back again in this uh, year. Um, and uh, this is just an example for MIR 21. Uh, what all uh, um, is affected by this uh, little hairpin? Um, can, I just, can, I, oh, um, can I add another one here? Just a quick one. Yep. Jicky shared with me a few months ago a paper showing that you can also do these mod U uh, replacements in the microRNA. <laughs> and when you do this to microRNA 21, it gets stabilized. Mm. And its lifespan uh, is, or and its bioactivity, if you like, gets multiplied 20-fold <laughs> compared to the ordinary... Uh, wild type, if you like, MIR-21. Uh, so it's not just an oncogenic murder. It's like a turbo cancer murder, if you like. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's as if you've got uh... 20 times more of it than you had from, a, say, a wild type virus. Uh, 
again, we're into deep territory here, down a rabbit yep. hole. Of we are unpredictable effects downstream. Now, um, just as a, I, I don't, it, it's a very big black pill for people to be swallowing this right yeah. now. And so, I uh, know. Uh, the question I would ask is, um, this obviously there's clinical and therapeutic approaches for for gene silencing. Are there, are there sort of blockbuster papers out there that have said, yeah, we we can shut down MIR-21 and we can get uh, cancers under control? Or is this just... Uh... No, wait. F forget about uh, the problem you have, uh, as I mentioned uh, there, in a network. Um, if you switch one, you uh, you turn off uh, 10 other or um, um, dysregulate them. And it's, it's a backfire uh, cascade uh, firework you, you don't want to have. Mm. They they are dreaming of it, uh, of course. Uh, they could also uh, um, stop aging with it, and I don't know if we are not uh, taking part in the sick uh, experiment to look if they ca uh, could manage to do it by now. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a a lot of data points indicate in that direction that you know these technocrats are looking for this. Uh, Fountain of Youth. Immortal pill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this was, this was their, um, you know, their, every, all their chips were on this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this, yeah. I to, like red, um, red on the red on the poker table, or whatever. And so they've and, got, uh, they forced it on people to test it. Um, yeah. That's how it looks for me uh, by now, uh, knowing all this stuff about microRNAs. And uh, just let me uh, show you uh, quickly one other MIR um, also involved. Um, it's MIR 29A, and with it, you have a really problem. Yeah. Uh, do you remember this, this weird study about telling you uh, your epigenetic uh, and B cells? It was a really huge boom, if you ask me. Uh, actually, I'm not familiar with this paper, so... Um, okay, well, uh, just let me quote uh, the very important part. Uh, you, know, compared... you know what this looks like? Because um, Charles has spoken about that they have epigenetic techniques that can be used to differentiate between whether you've had SARS just via viral infection, whether you've yeah. been exposed to the spike protein via yeah. vaccination, or... Yeah, they can. They, they surely can, because uh, they just have to follow up uh, which meals are switched. So coming back to therapeutics, Vicolin mm. is what Johanna refers to as the, the Swiss Army yeah. knife of therapeutics, and mm. that can suppress various oncogenic murders, and I think 21 is one of them, and the rest through crosstalk, but polyphenols, uh, flavonoids like quercetin, mm. a lot of them are better or slightly worse than the others, but I would pick out Bicolin uh, yeah, because the MAPK cascades, but... it, it, it intersects those and blocks them at many points. Mm. Uh, and that's but... that's on my sub stack and it's on OSF. Uh, yeah, but is, yeah, it, is, so, is, is it something you should be doing so... like every day? Should you be taking these blockers every day? This is the I question take... I always it's... have. I'm no. personally taking quercetin every day. It's best through diet. Mm. Onion as a source uh, is a much better 
has much greater bioavailability than taking it as a tablet. Mm-hmm. So you, you should get it in some form every day, preferably through diet. But but, but don't go all in on cycling every day. This is a heavy hitter. This is your field gun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Still the things are just uh, like rifles. Mm-hmm. I don't know much, but I know um, uh, what I've read about Baikalin, and it's uh, it's uh, one of these very strong habits. Uh, you can uh, rebalance a lot of uh, things uh, you you misbalanced in uh, intracellular uh, of all the crosstalks without uh, damaging the rest, because yeah. it's uh, uh, therefore used uh, to be optimal. Uh, optimal. Um, uh, getting metabolized and uh, shared with other cells uh, in your environment uh, around about the cell uh, where bicalin hits. Um, so it's it's a very nice uh, rebalancing if you uh, messed, but um, it's not there for daily use, I would say. No, mm. no. Mm. It's not cheap as well. That's another thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fairly cheap. Yeah, yeah, cost is a factor, unfortunately, but yeah uh, but especially if you if you're looking at every day yeah <laughs> just uh, to to get back uh, um uh, i'm already done uh, we, we can uh, i i'd love to discuss a bit more uh, about this uh, things um uh, just uh, to get back into uh, this paper uh, they showed uh, as i mentioned uh, that they reprogrammed uh, the epigenetic clock and uh, the chip juice lost uh, 3.21 uh, uh, years <laughs> Sorry, say that nice, again. Nice. That the people people who are infected lost three years on their epigenetic clocks. Is that what you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's transfected. Wait, vaccinated as well. Vaccinated, uh, especially vaccinated. Mm. <laughs> You're all uh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I can uh, I can tell you which me is uh, much likely involved. Me twenty nine, uh, which I showed uh, was also uh, uh, dysregulated, and um, you surely have uh, this uh, this, uh, this paper, good fate uh, in the hematopoiesis uh, of CD thirty four plus HSPCs in uh, umbilical cord blood um, uh, amidst the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, they showed uh, that the CD for uh, stem cells scroll scroll back up scroll back up scroll back up please just below the title okay so highlights SARS-CoV-2 infection vaccination correlate with in vivo fate CD34 um, stem cells SARS-CoV-2 infection vaccination correlate with hematopiasis CD34 this seems like a in vivo fate okay Okay. They had to write it. Um, they they had to write it uh, uh, to get published. But if you look at the you screen, you really just want to. I hope this will plop up. No, you, you've, you've been doesn't. breaking up for about the last ten seconds. So, oh yeah. Um, so I have uh, some connection issues right now here. Um, but I think you can see it uh, also. Uh, here um here they showed um uh, after vaccination how it looked for the cd for uh 34 plus uh stem cells in uh um in the um, blood uh of pregnant uh giving it uh to the child and, wait 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 um, is this is this this is a mouse stu- a rodent study right yeah yeah okay it, yeah i think it was in vitro as well 
Uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm yeah, presuming yeah, in vitro uh, would it, mean the rodents in this um, particular it, instance. Yes, uh, it was taken oh. from the blood, but uh, they wanted, uh, they really wanted to do uh, an in vivo uh, experiment as well, but they couldn't because they didn't find enough uh, uh, stem cells to compare. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Right. Me, uh, we maybe have a problem. And guess what? Um, we detected upregulation of MIR-29A uh, and MIR-142 up during myelin differentiation in leukemia cells and CD34 hematopoietic stem cell, uh, stem progenitor cells. Whoops. Yeah, could you just Maybe... go, back, go back to the graphical abstract so I can just, because um, I saw rodents in there and I'm presuming that there was some in vivo um, testing. Or... Yeah. Um, uh... I think uh, they, they tested... Yes, uh, they, they, they took samples of cord blood for this. Right. Yeah, and, and, they, and, and they did the in vitro tests as well. Okay, okay. So basically, yes, it, your, it neonate, your neonate is lacking the immune... Uh, the complete the stem immune cells, yeah. system. The, the complete... Yeah, uh, the, the CD34 are therefore uh, um, especially to differentiate all the uh, blood types you have uh, later um, with all this weird uh, CD4, um, CD8 plus uh, into B cells and they missed, they are gone. They drop uh, into, uh, into um, uh, basement and you suddenly have a problem. And here you have your explanation now. Uh, could have uh, caused this. Mm. So, um, as you can see, um, it's it's a very dark uh, field of science, and we understand almost nothing about it. So, um, uh, the um, another paper showed also um, the direct involvement of uh, MIR twenty nine in epigenetic regula regulatory processes. Um, and it's weird stuff it's really weird and um i think uh we will see a lot a lot of damage uh coming soon uh and uh we've seen the nothing. disturbing see, um... thing here is that um we're at a point where they could have gathered thousands of samples from women who have been vaccinated yep. and you know the yep. placentas get often chucked in a bucket and sent off for <laughs> Um, Absolutely. Uh, and <laughs> we could have answers at the human level, and the fact that we don't at this stage, and we're seeing th these types of signals, is uh, well, it's a massive Wasn't. failing. Yeah, I looked into this paper, and uh, I did a presentation to Dr. Christina Parks and uh, some other doctors last year. Mm. And stem cells. Um, Judy, Judy, my, one, Michael, and Judy was there. So only about yeah. one in ten thousand of your bone marrow cells are stem cells. You don't have many of them, and then nope. right. they are comparatively easy to damage. We had transforming growth factor interaction and pyroptosis. Uh, basically, you set up a chain reaction, and you, you kill a few. You, ha you have a massive downstream effect. Mm. It's. It's really scary, if you ask me. And um, the best joke about it, um, uh, we can't even predict how much it will uh, will affect. Um, your weird finding, uh, I was really impressed uh, uh, from your work, uh, where you showed uh, that some of these uh, um, uh, lipids don't uh, carry um, 
um, genetic material, um, we we can't even predict how many will uh, affect uh, from this uh, from from this. Uh, we can't predict how uh, likely it will uh, affect mm -hmm. uh, the people who got this uh, shots. Cause uh, it's also depending on uh, the pre uh, the presets of the microRNAs, uh, which cells will uh, get transfected, and all this weird stuff you have yeah. to consider. It's it's uh, like uh, like I said, um, or uh, why I choose this title for your. Uh, for your uh, um, stream, um, it's you. You really have to imagine it like a nuclear bomb. Uh, the first damage you see is a big, big, huge explosion, and mm -hmm. uh, people dropping dead here and there, getting uh, their cardiac failures. Uh, where also uh, Micron A twenty one and uh, sixteen nineteen uh, play an essential role. Um, of course, you see so different uh, diagnosis with this cardiovascular. Uh, diseases um, uh, that it's hard uh, to figure out which mechanism is behind. Sometimes it's a spike. Sometimes you don't have any uh, explanation, uh, not even uh, finding a spike. So what could have caused it? Oh, God, I don't know. So maybe uh, those worked on this uh, fucking stuff. Um, another, and... another, just step in with another point here. <laughs> in final studies of radiotherapy patients um, who damaged their bone marrow through various doses, and they followed them up to find out how quickly the stem cells recovered after exposure. Mm. And the, the minimum was about eight months. Um, yep. The median was about three years. But some, a lot, after 10 years, their immune counts still hadn't recovered, the, the mm. T-cell counts. Uh, the bone marrow, it was either permanently or semi-permanently damaged. You don't have an unlimited amount of these. They're, right they're quiescent, they're, they're, they're lie dormant, or they can multiply, but you don't have an unlimited amount. You damage them, you cause down, you cause problems for years. Mm. Yes. And, uh, and, and we're, we're still finding this out in, in, uh, in the live experiment, if you like. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, let's see where this journey will uh, end up. And um, uh, what I'm trying to point out is, um, uh, what about the radiation? Uh, I would compare this uh, this effect we see now in uh, intracellular, uh, going also extracellular. Um, uh, this this is the radiation uh, we are talking about, and we can't even predict how many uh, generations it will affect. Cause we don't know uh, how many will have this epigenetic switches. Mm. So, uh, um, we we, we only know it is reality and you can't de uh, uh, deny it in, uh, uh, in uh, talking about impact factors. Mm. That's a joke about it. Mm. Yeah, like I say, I've been, I track what you're doing, um, but like I say, it's such a complex and, and it's a novel, well, I can't say that novel, but in terms of really beginning to grasp what it means i would say we're only just perhaps starting to crack that door open yep yeah um yep. yeah it's been great to sort of have you go through these um pivotal papers and and explain in such detail and i'm honored to uh, that i have uh, got the chance uh, to do this um same yeah, to, to, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing about getting on on this stream, bro. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, we, we could just spend one night on, on each paper, couldn't we? we could do a yeah. yeah. That's, that's a really weird part. You could discuss it in so uh, much detail, um, each uh, yeah. single paper. Because uh, you have also um, the, the uh, crosstalks between uh, uh, the gene family of P53, uh, P63, P73, also affected by MIRS, um, like the MIR21. Uh, it's, it's such a complex uh, uh, topic. Um, so, so, David, uh, I, I have a question for you. Um, so, with the uh, alginant plots where we were seeing and again, the Western blots where we're seeing these fragments and mm. um, AC's sort of pointed at the fact that there, there are these potential microRNAs already in the spike protein genetic material. Um, how, much, how, how much of a problem do you think those fragments could be in th at this level um, with respect to pathology or, or is that just an unknown right now again this can transfect every cell but i'd be particularly wary anything to do with the around the, the lymphatic system where you've got lymph nodes mm. uh, because if you're expressing uh, mar21 there and we know from the germinal center paper that it mm. can persist and express for at least six months yeah. Then potentially, in no, that but that was area, a good thing, Dave. You, you've got that was a good thing for that's the. That's a good thing. Look, it shows it's 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 effective. It's ninety five percent. Those fucking assholes, there, right? When they were just telling yeah. people, that's oh, two well, days. Well, <laughs> and and uh, I don't know if you uh, noticed the papers talked uh, about uh, naked RNA uh, or chibi juice RNA better said um, fifteen days after transfection uh, uh, circulating in your bloodstream. Mm. Naked RNA, naked fucking RNA. It's, yeah, uh, it yeah. shouldn't be there. Mm. It really shouldn't. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you sh you show this to people who are the jab pushers, and it just seems to go over their heads. Yeah. And so it, it uh, can't be real because I don't grasp uh, uh, grasp what you're trying to say. That's, that's a problem about it. Well, they don't. This, they don't uh, want to because you're, de pushers. you're dealing with an issue where. Um, no issue. They, they don't want. They don't want to think that they've been duped into or, mm -hmm. or, or tricked into a state where they, where there were so many unknowns. And they want to. They want to just believe that. Yeah, it worked as advertised. Right, it was going to go in, transfect a few muscle cells, drain into a lymph node, and then gone. And um, uh, right, <laughs> but uh, sorry, here I am, uh, uh, just a simple uh, nerdy layman, uh, showing you that, um, uh, that there is enough evidence by now, uh, to say we have an issue. Well, AC, you, you, you're sort of um, talking yourself down, and, and you shouldn't, because, um, uh, uh, what I've found my experience over the last three years is that people who have who, who don't who have come in to try and study this stuff. <laughs> And they haven't had the um, ideological cookie cutter stamped onto them that, that people get if they've gone through a more formal um, degree process. And so you're more open to two ideas. And, and like I say, I, I haven't um, 
like I say, I, I, I read your substacks and I read your posts in the um, Twitter and uh, Telegram, but um, it's, it's not until today that I've really, it's, it's really sort of hit home to me how um, risky everything is or, mm. or has been, whether it's as a consequence of them running these experiments, gain-of-function experiments, to rolling out en masse gene transfection technologies and, well, the, the, the insane position that we find ourselves in that, that they forced it onto people. Yeah. That's a true crime, because uh, mm. uh, people were forced. I had no idea what they were t uh, taking. Mm. And in violation of every ethical code that has ever been, the Declaration of Helsinki. Yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 I tell you, I, I, couldn't, so I couldn't believe, or if you told me we would have been seeing this like five years ago, six years ago when I was sort of still no in, way, embedded in the system. I, I couldn't. I, I would have said it was <laughs> impossible. There's too many regulations in place to, to stop that type of thing. Even even um, the use of gene engineering technologies <laughs> were so tightly controlled. I couldn't imagine mm -hmm. any mm. scenario in which they would have pulled the trigger on what we've seen. <sighs> And and now so, we've got this um, this level of pathology now, which goes down, and genetics is complicated enough, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, I must say, uh, you, um, if he would have uh, if he, if he would have taught me uh, three years ago when uh, when this discussion uh, went on uh, about uh, um, uh, spikes and all this uh, RNA codes and why it's uh, lab origin or not. Um, uh, if he would have told me that I can t uh, tell you what a 3UTR is, uh, I would have said, you're a crazy man. Mm. I don't get this biological stuff. Mm. Well, that that's what they were dependent on, right? Just people's lack of understanding. understanding. Yeah. yeah. And, and look... <laughs> You know, I'm supposed to be a credential professional in biological sciences, and a lot of this stuff is just new to me, right? Um, and I, I sort of approach it through the precautionary principle. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And um, can, I, can I, I add another level of nightmare here? Because a, a few months ago, the brilliant Dr. Annalise uh, said, "What do you know about long non-coding oh, RNAs?" Yeah, but, and um, she sent me a few a few papers. Uh, and these were about 80% of the human genome is over 270,000 of them. Most of them, we don't know what they do. Oh, that's just junk <laughs> DNA, Dave. You don't have to worry about that. It's just junk. It doesn't do anything. Don't worry. Uh, don't but worry. These, yeah. I mean, Myrna's regulate gene expression. Mm. Well, LNCNAs regulate um, the regulators. They control <laughs> the Myrna's. Yeah. Like sponges, I should say some of them do. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, and uh, you can and... have oncogenic effects. And I've done a couple of substacks on this. Uh, basically, the <laughs> vaccines can change the amounts of these long non-coding RNAs, which can have downstream effects on the murmurs, interferons, <laughs> oncogenesis. It's a oh, whole habit of you. You you go and look for the structure of long non-coding RNAs. 
mm. uh, how are they folded or wrapped around chromatin or whatever you you won't find it because they haven't imaged them yet or if you can't <laughs> let me know mm. it's, <laughs> no, no. it's, it's um, so no. early on in studying this and we're interacting them and we just jumped into this pool blindfold not knowing how deep the bottom is mm. yeah uh, Car- you... carrying some yeah. uh, 20 kilo <laughs> dumbbells <laughs> Yeah, at first. If you, the real joke is uh, if you think Muna is uh, um, is uh, the bottom of the rabbit hole, uh, trust me, a long non-coding RNA um, is yeah, uh, much you, far you, deeper. You get epigenetic effects here, uh, which govern how many long non-coding RNAs are expressed, and they're controlling murders, and then this can feed back into epigenetics, mm. and the whole thing just gets into a, a circular complex nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you can resolve it, but yeah, it's just complexity built on complexity. Yeah, yeah. It's, like at it's got um, it's uh, it's got switching system, and you don't mess with it. Mm. Uh, that's the way I'm looking. Uh, in yeah, this exactly. Stuff. You don't mess with what you don't understand. Mm. Well, you know that I know. There's just this attitude in institutional science that if it if it can be done, someone's going to do we it, do. right? And and they, because the potential for funding is always a big driving factor, and they're they're, they're just going to look at this as a unmined, rich vein in which to go uh, digging, and yeah, like like we said earlier with um, you know the oh, aging um, but- and. The other thing I need to do here is to is to give a shout out to the Chinese researchers because if you want to know which therapeutics interact with these mapcade cascades, mm. it's yeah. almost always ninety percent of it is Chinese researchers. If you want to know what long non-coding RNAs are being regulated by our therapeutics like Bicolin, mm. again chances are the Chinese have researched it or are doing it now. Uh, yeah. You go on PubMed or somewhere. That's where you'll find your information. You won't find it from the West. There's no funding for it, no grants. Definitive. And, and it, uh, it's shameful. It really is. Why, why, do, just, why do you think that is? Partly because a lot of these therapeutics are, are off patent that the plant base, you can literally grow them in the garden, right. make a tea out of it, and get the Making no money. Benefits. Whereas your average course of chemotherapy is like thirty thousand pounds say what's that forty thousand yep. euros <clears throat> um, and um they they never try to uh to figure out uh even how it works uh cause uh no money in uh in this stuff yeah um exactly uh that's uh also one of the reasons they uh they're trying to uh hide the uh real uh complex mechanisms of action uh, behind ivermectin as also hydroxychloroquine. Uh, both uh, have shown already uh, anti-cancerous uh, um, uh, effects and uh, there was this re- really weird uh, paper appearing uh, talking about ivermectin can deal with uh, core tumor uh, um, cells. Uh, it's it's really a great potential, but uh, we'll never find out how we can use it because uh, no money. Mm-hmm. As far uh, uh, or as long as this uh, weird uh, way of scientific uh, may, uh, means making money uh, with Big Pharma uh, is uh, in the head of uh, academic uh, way to look at it. 
See, and the, the, the issue we're dealing with here is unless unless people sort of make the jump I have, which is come come from that institutional world and say, and and I, I basically said I'm I'm going to stop contributing to it, right? And it's why I'm generally not sat here bashing out papers because why would I want to keep fueling this um, demented system, right? I, yep, I, I, yeah. get, I get that there's importance in publishing stuff, but the you're still just feeding that system still. And I, I, I'm I'm of the mind that it's just it's got to you've got to pull away from it and just let it. Well, actually, blow it up, burn it down. <laughs> exactly, that's what I wanted to say. If you ask me, burn down the last uh, uh, three to five years uh, publications, and let's restart uh, and uh, also make a clear uh, ethical statement: uh, who who can uh, publish and who not. Hmm. All those uh, um, farmer horse uh, um, uh, working uh, directly for BioNTech and uh, and uh, so Pfizer and all this. Um, Merck, etc. Uh, all these uh, paid uh, soldiers keep them out of the academic science uh, mm -hmm. or of the uh, of the uh, of the scientific publications. Please. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. It's it's a real it's a real problem how they've hijacked the, these systems. And you know, my my solution to that was um, you have to. Well, you pull the you pull the institutes out, right? If we're going to have these academies and they they're going to play this, um, well, essentially a guard dog type role, and you need the individuals who are working in that environment almost to be a sort of monastic type living, where you sort of skew the 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 fame and fortune that comes from how we've how we've made science at the at, at the moment right so mm -hmm. you know, the big time scientists you know they they make millions and they get on tv etc and that all of that should be considered conflicts of interest when it comes to doing experiments and publishing data and i th what i think is a solution um is that Everything that's done in the lab should just be. You don't have to publish in journals. Burn down the burn down the journal systems and have some type of open system like BioArchive, where all the data from a lab is just put there. You can write it in a manuscript form, so it's so it's yeah. easier to digest. But it should just be there. Um, I like the idea that Kevin McKernan has about sort of blockchaining. Um, studies so they can be seen mm -hmm. and any changes made it can be tracked um, across across time and you, you just make it free and open access to everyone and yeah. you know there was a, a there was a discussion earlier I think Maples brought it up that um, that this ability to get into these journals is now going to end Right, they're they're saying it's all over, and so this unprecedented access that the public have had with respect to scientific information and journals—that's going bye bye. Everything's going to go back behind paywalls. And oh yeah, fucking great. Mm. 
and uh, right at the time where we're finding that oh suddenly these microRNAs are in there causing essentially multi-generational <laughs> what, 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 yeah what, what a nice coincidence isn't mm. it because um, yeah. uh, um, I don't know if they uh, didn't uh, count with us nerds uh, digging deep into this stuff and uh, I don't think they did to, I don't think they did trying to figure out mm. I, I, I really think that they had um, this idea in their minds that people would deify the experts right and this is again this is something Charles has really um, drilled down into where the Twitter followers um, of certain individuals we all know. Here I have a, uh, here I have a really hard uh, problem of understanding. Uh, maybe you can um, uh, explain it to me because um, I was sitting there in the beginning uh, listening to the experts claiming uh, it's safe and effective, but uh, they couldn't explain me why. Um, I uh, tried to figure out uh, in reading uh, um, uh, articles uh, talking about this tech, nobody could explain me how it really should work. Uh, wait, you, you shoot uh, down a cell and uh, uh, it expresses... Uh, uh, protein your immune system is uh, uh, attacking this even if it would stay in the muscle uh, uh, how do they uh, uh, guarantee that it wouldn't uh, do uh, um, longer damage to my muscle cells um, and then uh, read about the transfection uh, that it never uh, was uh, done before because uh, they had this uh, biodistribution problems with the LMP tech mm. and uh, and therefore uh, I'm sitting there and wondering uh, wait uh, where where's the scientific uh, uh, explanation uh, in a way uh, also I layman can uh, uh, can learn something about this tech uh, and there was never one done. So uh, what were these uh, experts? They called uh, the complete time all uh, who doubted uh, stupid and uh, claimed it's safe and effective. Of uh, mm. course, we have the data, but nobody wanted to show me the data they had. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, what, what, what's, what are those for experts? Well, I, I, let me let me just sort of give you a real world example. So with respect to um, transfecting cells with genetic material like in, in my domain in neuroscience the lipid nanoparticle i don't i don't think i can definitively say oh that was being used regularly everything was like adenovirus vectors that 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 type of approach for you know optogenetics and um the <coughs> chemogenetics etc and um this caught me by surprise that they were well I'd, 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 I was familiar with biologicals right and but it, in, in my mind that was the um, cancer it, it was it was just all the uh, personalized therapies for cancer and mm -hmm. that the presumption or, or the data was that they didn't work that well so it just didn't it never really yeah. sort of caught on at, uh, at a uh, at a level like the uh, the more orthodox methods of doing um, transfection into cells and uh, you know expressing a protein that you need, and yeah, it was um, you know if someone like myself is sitting sitting there being taken by surprise, then for sure as shit, <laughs> most of the rest of the planet is just going to be like what okay. 
And I, I even saw discussion the other day where they were lamenting the fact that they even told people the type of vaccine that it was, right? <sighs> that, that they said, we, we've given too much detail. We should have just talked about it as a vaccine like any other vaccine. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. This mm. is dark. This is really dark. Mm. The, other, the other thing here is this isn't just in the rear view mirror. Uh, John no. Paul did a brilliant post a couple of weeks ago, and it's about point of care manufacture and delivery, which has just been legalized in the UK and okayed by the MHRA, mm. where you will make the tailored vaccine at your local high street store, chemists say. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. I and it might, it might have a very short shelf life, but basically they've done away with anything to do with the precautionary principle, mm -hmm. clinical trials or anything like that. Every dose you get is made, tailored on site, and they'll just use bridging studies uh, to say, hey, this is safe. Mm. But as we've seen from the complexity, um, living things just aren't as predictable and as simple as that, uh, you are unless you are facing almost certain death, like late stage four cancer, you'd be taking a tremendous risk, and you may not know for years uh, Indeed, that you've um, just induced um, some sort of disorder, and you have no idea. I mean, it, it's it's bad enough just thinking about you know traditional pharmacology, small active molecules, etc. Um, with I would say we've probably after a hundred or so years, just about got a handle on the spectrum of responses. And now and now they've gone and, well, cracked open, it's not cracked open Pandora's box, it's took a yeah. sledgehammer to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. They, uh, it's like, uh, like they try uh, to fix with a hammer uh, a really complex uh, uh, Swiss uh, clock um and say oh we we have the tool bam and hammering down yep yep yeah very much so um, and um there, there was in the beginning of my uh, journey diving deep into this uh cellular processes uh brilliant uh, physician <clears throat> at this point uh thank you to dr jacobo uh jacobo's passer who um uh, explained me um the way of intracellular uh, crosstalks in a way um there's nothing you can exclude in biology it's all about likely or less likely yeah mm. Mm. yeah very much so yeah. um do we do we have more black pills to swallow or have we uh no uh, i think this was a really huge one uh people have to think uh, a few days about mm. i would claim mm. yeah I'm, it's, I'm yeah, it's really dark. a lot of a lot of, a lot of ground there yeah, yeah. <laughs> well um gentlemen... sorry I'm, I'm just a messenger <laughs> uh thank you uh very much um i hope people have well, i don't want to say enjoyed <laughs> I'm not sure enjoy is the right oh, word, but uh, fa informative, found this informative. Um, yeah, uh, an informative shit show. Um, the, well, as, as David said, um, people are thinking this is all in the rearview mirror now. No, I don't think so. Not, not with it the happens. protein misfolding, not with this mm -mm. microRNA epigenetic um, impact. It's, uh... No way! It's it's happening. It's real time. Yeah.
And mm. if you want to follow it, another shout out is for Ethical Skeptic on Twitter. Oh, yeah, he's brilliant. Uh, he's, he's weekly. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyone who's not following the yeah. stats there. You should. We've got you should. Um, four Sigma increasing cancers, 11 Sigma in uh, cost-corrected cancer expenditure. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that is a steepening line. It's not leveling off. No, no. Um, As you should, uh, of course, follow uh, Doris Cup uh, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. There's some bri brilliant minds who have been yeah. sort of chipping away uh, at this, and you know, um, I don't know. Substack uh, there as well. If you want more depth, dollarscarp nine five three dot substack dot com. Really go in depth and do uh, literature reviews, um, mm. and challenge me if you disagree or you say no, I disagree with this study. Uh, yep. Science isn't fixed, it's for debate, it's yes. for argument. Yes. Say, yes, it happens here, but this is just for a short time in this cell, and we can cope with it, it's not a problem. Mm. Don't worry about it. Or say, hang on, you've ignored this bit. <laughs> well, look, we're, we're in a world where um, that approach sh or spread those particles everywhere, and especially into mm. bone marrow, all, the, all these really, really deep regions of the body that are normally protected yep. by multiple layers of um, anatomy and physiology yep. and so, yeah. It's out. I mean, Genervta is brilliant at asking the questions no one else could come up with. And mm. a few hours ago, he asked me, can you transfect an exosome? And they showed the paper briefly earlier. Mm. And I did a search. Well, you can't technically transfect it because it doesn't have DNA in there. Mm. But you, the it can pick up enough of the mRNA once it's come out of the LNP in the to cell, and it, it it can go into the exosome. Yeah, this mRNA, and it can leave the cell, mm. and then it can go to another cell and then express there. Yeah, so that's a good thing, though, Dave. Ex Ex yeah, that's yeah. a feature. You, you're getting more bang for your buck, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Pizer, we put features and, in that uh, you never heard before. Where can exosomes get the LNPs gone? Mm. I mean, this yeah, is that, that, another, another level of complexity. And, uh, I, I don't know who if knows? you yeah. follow Christy Grace's work. Um, yes. She blocked me. She did. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think she's using that mega block um, yeah. Yeah. tool, so I, I don't think it's personal. Anyway, okay. but, I, I didn't um, take it. Uh, the the but just the LMP itself is causing you know a whole suite of issues. That, yeah, because uh, yeah. uh, it's a B layer. Um, you you have this weird uh, pegylate site, and you have this uh, cationic lipid mm. on this nanoparticle, uh, and uh, it's optimized to transfect almost everything it will hit. Mm. So that's how you but, have to imagine this. <laughs> And Moderna are going to package their cancer vaccine mRNA in it, but on its own, it stimulates upregulation of interleukin uh, 16, mm. which is uh, an on again, sorry, L6, interleukin 6, which is an oncogenic, basically, uh, inflammatory cytokine. <clears throat> so yes. if you're treating a, a cancer patient, this is the last thing that you would want upregulating is yeah. this inflammatory cytokine. I'm not well, sure if they ever uh, known what they are doing. Uh, you can. Nah, I, I, I can't. I can't countenance that right now. With um, you know the the 
there's enough in the literature for you know if if you sat me down at the at the outbreak of this you know this is well you could argue that i had a run in with it and so i was sort of keyed into the the neurological and neuroscience aspect of it but um you know i was i would have been very um wary of any any type of approach that would you know again this is the protein misfolding side but anything that that could push someone into that um disease disease pathway and mm. again i would i would have believed 100% that there would have there would have been blocks in the way and and so i just think that there's that um but the name of uh, where the meeting was taking place, but that there was Fauci and uh, yeah. a few others, and they say mm -hmm. we've got to blow the system up. Purchasing uh, per uh, with his uh, catastrophic uh, prophecies again, <laughs> pushing uh, the panic, uh, takes the jab or you will die. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. 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 Well, every, everything was, was weaponized. That, yeah, that's... and it was very yeah. well uh, globally uh, um um orchestrated hang on I've, I've, you know I, I, the, the kids are up now and moving about i'm gonna i'm gonna have yeah, to sort of pull okay. the pull the rip cord and yep. um uh, do the i, I really do enjoyed, the daddy thing uh, i really enjoyed the, uh, the talk thank you so much kevin it's been it's been brilliant yeah well I, I, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah chilling is chilling is, is <laughs> the, the way yeah. to think about so, gentlemen, thank you very much, and I hope we can do this again. Um, I, I mean, you I just keep so finding more and more papers, so we can probably yeah, make this we do. We, more we regular. Do. <laughs> awesome, yeah. So, thanks very much for the invite. Yeah, thank yeah, you so welcome. much, Kevin. Yeah, bye bye. Yeah, that's okay. been great. Bye bye. Catch you later. Cheers. Bye. All right. So, um, there you go, folks. Uh, there's. Android Citizen Substack. Um, I'd, I'd have to dig for uh, Douglas Carps, but um, yeah, very in-depth, very smart, erudite fellow as well. Um, I hope you found this of interest. Um, if you did, please consider supporting the stream. This is uh, science for the public, uh, by the public. Um, I do have an update uh, with respect to the plasmid analysis. Um, I've got confirmation that we're going to try, or we're putting the pieces into place to do the analysis and um, look, uh, hopefully we can get it done um, quickly. So um, hopefully I don't need to raise uh, the travel to go to the US right now. So there's that. And um, I think bringing in Japan has managed to maintain some independence, somewhat. And so uh, hopefully we can sort of move the needle and, um, yeah, we've got these pristine samples, cold chained, in date, uh, untouched, and um, we'll, we'll see what we can get from them. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Please try and get the algorithm uh, working for us because you know when the days when I'm not just uh, it's me ranting at the camera there's um, we do pull out some uh, good 
good stuff. And of course, there's the other. We just see Texas. I'm just trying to remember his name right now. I'll find it. Um, not that. That. Uh, um, his name is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Anyway, the Texas Attorney General um, is picking up the case. Um, this is uh, it's, it's Richard that's uh, been the one uh, pushing all the right buttons and pulling all the right levers. Um, the well, my affidavit is in. I know Andrew Huff's affidavit is in. I'm hoping Charles' affidavit is in and uh Joanna's as well and uh perhaps we should have had an affidavit about micro RNAs um all right uh when will the next stream be uh tomorrow so um I I tried reaching out to Dennis Rancor he didn't respond to me um so I don't know make that what you will uh I do have uh I'm trying to organize a stream with uh dr tao brown um he's uh he's been sort of on the venom trip and so we could, i was hoping to sort of bring him in and uh, we can sort of look at the data with respect to the uh, expression of these uh toxic uh neurotoxic venom-like peptides uh and do it properly instead of the Stu peters way and um i've got an individual let me just um gaslighting gilligan i think it was was the name or, or he has a book called gaslighting gilligan let me just uh bring him up um yeah it charles sent me a stream very very uh interesting individual who's he's cottoned on that they've pulled us into uh world war and we're dealing with a sort of next generation uh fascism let me just see if i can find the uh email real quick uh i just want to get his name right uh, well, i know his first name is johnny Not there, not there, but I'm trying to organize a stream with him and Johnny McNeil and um, is it Gaslighting Gilligan? Um, but anyway, some of his topics early warning signs of fascism, the hashtag MeToo. And uh, the well, basically the weaponized gender dysphoria, um, and rampant sexism. It's UK-based, so Tory militarization of UK is inevitable. And um, I'm really looking forward to speaking with this guy. He's ex-military. These are the sort of practical uh, type of guys that I want to be tuning into. So he'll be coming soon. And let me just see if anyone sent. Uh, dono real quick and uh, see if I can play play some drip no don't think so oh maybe can't tell 
uh, yeah, oh, been a few, three. So I want to say thank you to Carl, Matthew, Catherine, and uh, well, we'll go out with uh, Chemical Alley. He was just a piker, folks. Alright, um, oh, I'm not even on the screen, am I? Uh, let's do this. And, boom, yep. So, take care, folks. Uh, God bless. I will see you in the next one. You don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers! I will fucking kill you fucking Kappa, I swear! <laughs> this is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually playing with. Fuck these Kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever first you want fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers! All that fire? I like this guy. Fuck! Let up! 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 Let up!